the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hey, hey, hey. Good to see you today. Actually, you know what? We're not seeing one another particularly unless you're on the live stream. But my goodness, good to hear from you and after you hear from us. We've got a show today. Major stuff. You know, we're going to be talking about things that are going on in San Diego and beyond. But we're also going to talk about, you know, next Saturday, a week from today, is a Passover time. And, of course, right after that on the Saturday is Easter or Resurrection Sunday. We're going to be setting the stage for you, my friends, because some of the things we're going to be sharing about this time frame in biblical history and uh, God's plans are going to blow you away. Some of the stuff you have not heard about before, and if for things that uh, you haven't heard about before, I have my expert in things that you haven't heard about before that are uh, biblical and Hebrew in nature, Billy Alexander from Limitless Realms. Hey, Billy. Hey, Cass, it's great to be here. <laughs> oh, are you, you, you can have a big glass of water, no water in it, just leave it low, because by the t- end of this show, you're going to have overflowing uh, water in that glass from what Billy has to share. And in the next segments, we're going to be bringing on a couple other of the uh, Limitless Realms people who have experience about uh, South Africa and beyond, because some have just come back and some have actually lived there or visited there frequently. So this show is going to be remarkable. The first few segments, we're going to talk about uh, this time frame uh, in in the biblical month. It's called Nisan, uh, but we're going to talk about Passover and what all this means beyond what you've understood before. I mean, it's that plus so much more. But Billy, guess what? Yes. Before we go any further, guess what we're going to do right now? Uh, Are we going to have a break? No, no I, don't, I, I don't know, Cass. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing, teasing Billy because she doesn't know some of the things that I have planned. But Madeline Carroll oh, is on the line. Oh, yeah, Madeline. Great. And I, I know, Billy, you, you saw this movie a few oh. days ago. It's, it's called I Can Only Imagine. It was one of the best Mind-boggling. Ever, exactly. Ever. So we wanted to have uh, Madeline Carroll, who's the female lead of this movie, on with us. She was on last week to tell us how she was hoping <laughs> things would go, but they went far and above and beyond expectations. Madeline, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me back on. I love the keyword you said, hoping. We were just all hoping and didn't really know what to expect. And my goodness, did the Lord show up. It's unbelievable. So have you had a chance to chat with somebody? Obviously, you have some of the other cast members and the actual real Bart and uh, some of the other people. And what are their attitudes on what they've seen? Here, let me, listener friend, let me tell you what's going on here just briefly. And jump on in, Madeline, to give color commentary on this. But as I was looking at some of the reports, for example, in Hollywood Reporter, they said, uh, I can only imagine revives the faith 
based genre, and then they wow. say this this motion picture was anticipated to bring in between two and four million total. Uh, they've uh, the first weekend they brought in seventeen point one million dollars in a minimum st- a number of stations throughout the United States sixteen hundred and twenty nine theaters and all all these other big time uh, shows like uh, there's a YA a Fox two thousand YA adapt adaptation of Love Simon and uh, Disney's Wrinkle in Time they were morphed compared to what was not expected through this actual movie uh, I can only imagine so. Tell us what your peeps are saying, Madeline, and uh, where you think God has uh, got you stuck in the middle of to make an impact. So, Madeline Carroll, give us the overview. My goodness. We are, first of all, thank you so much for having me back on again. And and having me back on after we've had so much success with it is just such a blessing. I mean, literally just a few days ago, I was talking to you and we didn't know what was going to happen with it. (laughs) Now I'm talking to you. And one of the articles said uh, that was so awesome, it said, I can only imagine has David and Goliath moment at the box office. (laughs) And that was my favorite headline that uh, we've seen. And we've seen so many, but that was my favorite because it just literally, that's exactly what what we've seen. Um, No one really expected it. None of us, I don't think really expected it to do as well as as it did, especially opening weekend. Um, I mean, I knew it was going to blow people away and touch people and bless people. The people that saw it, I just didn't realize that it was going to be this big. And it's just been unbelievable. We're all in this, big group chat and everyone keeps sending updates in the group chat like this article or that article or this is what yes. I just overheard at a movie theater and it's just been a complete and utter blessing and um, today I just I'm so grateful and thankful I, I went to the theater today to see it with my friends and uh, I bought a bunch of tickets for this <laughs> neck showing and I passed them out people thought I was so crazy oh, I was just coming my. up to them and passing out some tickets and I was like listen I just want to bless you and get to see the movie Ooh. and go in and have a good time we're just we're we're amazed uh the director said it best john john Irwin said that it's like watching a snowball roll down a hill and just ooh. get bigger ooh. we can't believe it billy alexander went to see the movie with some of her uh, limitless realms counterparts recently and uh she was thrilled that but i'll tell let me tell you something madeline what's going on and by the way my listening friend we've uh, identified uh, madeline carroll as our hollywood correspondent so she's uh, we're inviting her anytime that she has news about what's going on in <laughs> in, in hollywood to call and tell us what god is doing there because sometimes we just don't have an opportunity right. to have our finger on that pulse yeah. so billy you had a chance to see the movie and you and i have had a heart cry for god restoring the arts yes. in the united states and uh, to redeem hollywood so you you have a sense that th- this might be top of the snowball on that, but also speak briefly about that. And why don't you ask Madeline a question or two? Yeah, uh, well, it is. I thought it was done in excellence. And I think the topic, you know, uh, concerning forgiveness, no one's exempt for this topic. (laughs) I mean, you could be a Christian sitting there or unbeliever sitting there, but everyone is spoken to by this message. And um, I watched people in the movie, and everybody around me cried. Of course, I was bawling. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, you apply it to your life. Have you found that, Madeline, that people are talking, this is so personal to me? Yes, uh, 100%. Just actually today, uh, a lady in the theater was talking, she was just crying and, and was hugging <laughs> me and just saying how incredibly personal it was for her. But um, every single time I've went, I've just found someone with a whole new story and a whole different story um, that has just been unbelievable. I met a woman the other day who uh, was bound by fear um, to write a letter to her son because she didn't know what her son was going to think of her. She had never really talked to him and 
she knew that she had like all these grandkids and stuff and um, she wanted to talk to him. So she had been bound by fear, wouldn't write this letter, saw the movie, cried her eyes out and <laughs> told me that she was going to go home and she was going to write that letter. Oh my. So it was unbelievable. It's just people's lives are being changed in the, in the seat. And that's what I told Bart uh, and Shannon. I texted them like opening weekend and I was just like, can you believe what's happening? Like I, I couldn't imagine how he must have felt because it's his life. You know what I mean? Yes. And yeah. I was like, can you just believe this? And they were like, it's just unreal. It's unbelievable. And I said, I said, Bart, what's happened here is we've literally brought the altar to the theater. Yes. Oh, wow. And that is a unreal. great way of saying that, Madeline. Just by the way, let me interject. Yeah. Uh, Bart is the guy uh, who's the head of Mercy Me and the whole the whole uh, movie was about his this song. I can only imagine, Billy. Yeah, and you know what? I was, uh, you know, we we have been pressing in for honor here in San Diego, San Diego, and I noticed a part of the movie with Amy when Amy Grant stepped back and allowed Ooh. Bart to come up and take his place and take yes, his yes, moment. Yes. That was esteeming others <sighs> over yourself, and Ooh. this was exactly what God has been saying into our city, yes. and I know into the body of Christ. Oh, my, my. Well, big tear time on that scene, I'll tell you what. Yes. So in the next moment or two, uh, Madeline, why don't you close this out with what your expectations of God doing in Hollywood, but also um, in your life, to, and he's certainly prepared you for this. So take a, a, a minute or so to relate to that, and then we have to go to a break. Madeline Carroll, Shannon, played Shannon in I Can Only Imagine. Madeline? I just am amazed at what God did in, in my life. That's uh, I just keep sobbing today. I just cried in the theater because I said, God, who am I, Lord, that I was I was somehow worthy <laughs> in your eyes to be a part of this movie? And I'm just blown away, and I can't believe what God did. And those times that I was trying so hard, you know, to make things happen on my own or thought that this role was for me or that role and just really trying for those and got told no, um, I, you know, you're devastated at the time, but it all led up to this. And I uh, was thanking God for this moment in the theater. And I said, God, thank you, because I will always remember this film as you and I's time. This was you and I Mm -hmm. together on this. And I just, I'm so thankful to God that he just, he blessed me with it. And I keep crying because I can't Mm -hmm. believe where God brought me. Wow. And so I'm just so grateful and so thankful. And everyone, please, please go out to the theater and just be blessed by this movie. And just let God do something in your heart. because. That'll be you and his time. <laughs> and um, it's just it's wonderful, wonderful. I can't thank God enough. And, and thank you so much, Kaz, for having me on again to talk Ooh. about it and cry. <laughs> hey, well, Madeline, you'll be back because you have a, God's got, he's got his hand on you and you have some insights right. that you're going to need to share to, uh, with other people. Uh, I so would be so happy we'd to. be honored to have you as our Hollywood I would correspondent. Be honored. So, uh, Madeline Carroll, thank you for joining us on this segment. And, Billy, we're going to be wrapping up this segment. But I'll tell you what, we have some of your Limitless Realms peeps with us. And we're going to to talk a little bit about this season is coming up, you know, the the Passover season and Easter, we call Resurrection Sunday. But there's so many other things connected to it from a biblical calendar standpoint. People are going to, their eyes are going to just go wide open on this. It's my favorite time. (laughs) It's my favorite time. So so my listening friends, stay with us because we're going to talk more about these things. Plus, near the close of this one hour, we're going to take a visit to Africa and talk about South South Africa and the trip that you guys just made. And we'll introduce that. And uh, uh, we're going to talk with uh, Laura... uh, Fremont and, and, and Vicki uh, Dumont in the next segment who are the Melissa Realms people. But guess what? <laughs> Commercial break and we will be right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Praise with Cass Taylor. And we have returned with Billy Alexander with Limitless Realms uh, International Ministries. She's sitting in with me as co-host for this hour, and she brought some of her people with her. But what we're going to do, Billy, is we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the upcoming Passover time and okay. Resurrection Sunday, which is next week, yes. next weekend. And we want to have people understand that it's bigger than just what they thought. And the way to dig into that is to dig into what Scripture says, not only in the New Testament, but also the Old Testament, and it will be a cacophony. <laughs> I love that word. Of stuff. <laughs> and why don't you just spend a moment and introduce uh, your Limitless Realms, our Limitless Realms friends. Okay. Well, I am so blessed to have uh, Vicki Dumont with, right here with us today. Yes. She is over the international prayer of Limitless Realms. Yes. And uh, Vicki is a woman of God and just a mother here in the city. We are so grateful. She really has been a blessing. Vicki, how you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, these are th- these are these are women that have deep wells. So get ready to buckle up, my friend, because you're going to get s- some uh, major stuff. And Billy and Lori Fremo, I am so hey, happy. Lori. Lori and I just got back from South Africa, yeah. and so she's my traveling companion and and just a fun person to go <laughs> on a trip with. But we had. Uh, uh, amazing time down there, and, and Lori is has a prophetic eye, and uh, she'll be able to share some things with us today. Hey, Lori. Hi. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> so good to be uh, here. It's good what to a, see you. What again. a treat. Yes, what and we're going we're gonna to have some fun uh, meandering through Scripture, uh, Old Testament and New, to talk a little bit about what this time means in biblical history, because it's going to be amazing. Uh, but we're also, in the last segment of this hour, we're going to take a little trip to South Africa, and uh, all of you have some experience with South Africa, so we're going to delve into that, because I'm setting the stage for the rest of the entire show, plus a bonus hour uh, that we're going to do from 7 to 8 on Africa. So, uh, uh, you you ladies ready? Yes, we're ready. Are you listeners ready? <laughs> okay, so let me pose this to Billy, and then we'll have uh, color commentary by your uh, Limitless Realms team. And so the question to you is, when people embrace Passover and they embrace Easter or Resurrection Sunday, uh, we understand from the New Testament what that means, death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But this was foretold in the Old Testament, and God even has months and time frames that speak to this. Why don't you uh, take take the floor here and introduce that and also invite your... Limitless Realms people. Well, what's so wonderful about the season, Kaz, is that uh, before the foundation of the world, the Lord had already slain the Lamb of God. He already had the plan in motion for our redemption, our full salvation, our deliverance, our healing. And so when we come across uh, this time frame of Passover, yes. we're not just going to a meeting and it's one day it's Passover. Yeah. It is a time frame and a season in our life that we keep applying to our life every single day yes. of our life until yes. we meet him again. It's exactly. And so it's such a powerful time and a season, and, and the Lord says, keep these ordinances. In fact, now, Paul, didn't he say, keep the Passover? Yeah, keep the Passover. <laughs> Paul said it, and in in, in Exodus, it, it explains it, that it is the beginning of months on the biblical calendar, 
and it is uh, it is the first month on the biblical calendar. It's yes. called Nisan. Nisan. Yeah, and he explains it so in Exodus twelve. If we can, you know, just go and read your Bible this week <laughs> in this because it tells the story about when he told his people to go and receive uh, a lamb for a family, yes. take them in, love this lamb mm. for four days. Yep. And then on the 14th, they were to take the lamb to the priest and they would kill the lamb my, my, my. and then would take the blood and put it and apply it to their houses over the threshold and over the lintel, which, by the way, made the the sign of the cross. Mm, and so it, was, it, it began to even reveal what Yeshua is going to do even then. And when they stayed in their houses, they would be protected because the death angel was going to be passing over that night and everybody under that blood was going to be saved. Yes. And so this is how we apply it now to our life. Yes. We are applying the blood to our heart. Yes. Over our minds, over our families, over our children, over our grandchildren, over our friends, over everybody we can think of because the power of the blood saves. It redeems and takes us out of the snare of the enemy. Billy, we're going to have you talk a little bit more about that, but I would be remiss not to give you, my friends, a dedicated prayer line, because if you want to pray for the application of God's, Jesus Christ's blood upon you or your family members, we have somebody on the other end of the line who can pray with you and pray that through with you. I mean, we're going to be spending time uh, during uh, Easter or, or Resurrection Sunday with family. And so if there's some people that need to be prayed for or prayed with, we want to give you the ammo to be able to do that. So let me give you this phone number a couple times. So get ready to write it down right now. So this will connect you with the uh, dedicated prayer line. And when we answer the phone, our producers will connect you with someone who will call you right back and pray with you. So write this number down. And if you need help praying for some of your uh, lost peep or perhaps lost sheep, (laughs) here's the number, 858 Five three five ninety ninety. Again, write it down. Eight five eight five three five ninety ninety. Call that line during the show, during between five and seven uh, p.m. tonight, and we will connect you with a prayer counselor who can pray with you and uh, on behalf of yourself or even your loved ones who maybe just need a little boost in God's direction. So, Billy, I think maybe it's time for you to invite your other Limitless Realms people to give nuances of what's going on as well, because, you know, God, Vicki, one of the things, and Laura, one of the things that I'm amazed about is, you know, we, we read about Jesus and his life, death, burial, and resurrection in the New Testament, but many people just don't know this, this was uh, predestined, actually foretold in the Old Testament, and Jesus had a- access to Scripture to know exactly how it had gone down before, and the Bible says in the fullness of the book it is accomplished. So Jesus paid close attention to Old Testament, and he was living and writing the New Testament by his actions. Vicki, any thoughts on that? That's right. No, I just go back to Isaiah. Isaiah uh-huh. describes so much, and, and we know that Jesus fulfilled those prophecies. He fulfilled every single one of them. There wasn't one left out. Yes. And so I know that the Passover is such a personal time for all of us as believers. Yes. But I just think back to the personal time that it was for Jesus. Do you have anything to share, Lori? I do. And Jesus knew he was a Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. And so he, when he was put outside the camp, that was a depiction of the, the Passover now, passing over from death into life, which is what he's given us, death, death into life this season. It's very important for the Jews 
very important season for the Jews. They celebrate. They celebrate the Messiah. Now they don't know who Yeshua is <laughs> yet, although yeah. they're coming around to yes. it. But everything is depicted on the Seder table for them. And uh, we're excited because we know the Lord is revealing Yeshua. Yes, yes, Lord. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Billy, I'm going to let you take it from here. Where do you think God wants to take this conversation? Well, it's interesting that, you know, that uh, Lori mentioned the Jewish uh, Seder. And uh, we love the Jewish Seder. The Seder means to put in order. It's a dinner yes. that literally it goes back to uh, for during this time that you can remember the things that happened to the Hebrew people when they came out of Egypt. Egypt means a besieged place. My, my. And so it talks about, you know, the bitter herbs and the bitterness and the tears of what had happened. And it talks about the matzah, which is the unleavened bread. And they had to leave so quickly because it couldn't rise. They couldn't put the leaven in it and uh, roasting the lamb. But, you know, that's great. I love to have satyrs. But the most important thing yes, <laughs> is look and remember what Yeshua has done for each one of us during this time. Yes. Remember the bitter times, Kaz. Remember when we weren't forgiven. Yes. That's a really hard, hard place. And there's bitter herbs <laughs> bitter in herbs. the Seder to remember those bitter times. To remember that. Yes. And so, you know, you, you, and you, you eat unleavened bread you eat the pure thing you eat of the sincerity and truth mm. of yeshua himself yes and then and that's just it, it is a type it's a type to say i want a fellowship with that which is pure remove the leaven from my life lord yes. because you've got something so big planned for me this year and that is why we are looking to this season saying hey Get the sin out of my life, Lord. I want to be yours. I want to walk with you. Mm. I want to walk with you purely. Billy Alexander, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to ask Vicki to give a little bit of insight on the value of the Old Testament as well as the New, because a lot of people just dig into the New Testament, and that's what they get. But there are some nuances of this that can make you even bigger and stronger and aware of the Lord Jesus Christ and empower you more. But before I ask Vicki that question, <laughs> let me give this phone number to you again, because there may be some people that you want to pray for that you need some assistance with our prayer account. Counselors are standing by 858-535-9090. Vicki? Yes, the Old Testament really points us to the New Testament. And, and the things we see in the New Testament are foretold in the Old Testament. Yes. So, so we have to look at both places. Jesus has talked about in so many places in the Old Testament, such as Isaiah. Wow. So we have about a minute left, Billy. Okay. And any th- further thoughts on this? Well, uh, you know, every generation has to have their crossover. I'm hoping that there is a young, I mean, really, yes. they, they, I'm hoping that you've, we've got an audience out there that is not like, you and me, Kaz, this age. I'm hoping that there's another <laughs> what younger you, generation. What, what did you say? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so uh, they have to choose themselves that I am going to agree with you, God, and be aligned with your timetable that right now we're celebrating the spring of the year. We're springing forth yes. into a new season of crossing over into some dynamic things that God's planned for each person. Yes. But we're going to talk some more about that, but we're also going to talk in this next segment about something that Billy has, has really ha- has a heart for, and that is identifying California as a Passover or crossover state. We're going to talk about that because many of the listeners that are listening to this Come Together San Diego are listening from California. Wouldn't you like to know God's designs on San Diego and uh, this county and this state? 
as well as this nation and this world? (laughs) We're going to find out more about that when we come back on Come Together San Diego. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. Hey, and we're back. And uh, Billy Alexander is my co-host for this segment, and we have some Limitless Realms team members here to join with us. But what we're doing right now, my friend, is we are digging into what Passover looks like from a total biblical standpoint, but also this month is the uh, first month of the Hebrew calendar called Nisan, and we're talking a little bit about that. And when you understand how all these things uh, join together, it's amazing. Let me I'm going to give you a phone number for a call-in in case, you know, a lot of people are dealing with uh, uh, Passover season and the uh, Seders as well. These are all related terms. And uh, you may have some insights on that. Let me give you the phone number if you want to call in and voice some thoughts as well. That phone number for a call in is one eight six six five seven seven twenty four seventy three. In other words, one eight six six K praise. One eight six six K praise. So uh, in this segment, feel free to call in and give your insights as well. And Billy, uh, you know, one of the things that we're talking about, we're, we want to talk a little bit more about the Seder or the uh, uh, Passover and the resurrection mentality from Old Testament to now. Mm-hmm. But we also want to have uh, uh, people call in, but we also want to set the stage for what you wanted to talk about too, and that is about California. And we talked about Passover. Well, identify a lot of people believe that God has uh, California in a special place. M- maybe the pa- word Passover state is, is wrong, but a, a crossover state at it's the very a crossover least. State. Yes, it was prophesied 14 years ago by Dutch and uh, Dutch sheets Chuck Pierce um, that crossover. California, it's your time to cross over. Yes. And they decreed that California would be a crossover state. And it's because of so many wonderful things that's happened in California, crossing from one education, so, so many things that's gone on in yes. California. I want to talk about that in, yeah. in just a moment. But right now, yeah. let's let's finish what we were talking about in light of the um, Passover and Seder and things like that. Okay. So I, I think we have somebody on the line. Wonderful. Uh, her name is Carrie. Carrie, are you oh. there with us? Yep, I'm here. Okay, Carrie. Hey, you Carrie. Had, <laughs> you had some insights about what's going on in this season from a Hebraic or Hebrew standpoint. And give us a, a minute or so or a minute and a half or so of that. And then Billy and the, the uh, Limitless Realms team will do color commentary. Thank you, Carrie. Good to have you with us. Oh, thank you. There's three points I wanted to make. But they're really cool. And along with what Billy said, that Seder means order. Well, when you're speaking in Hebrew and people go, hey, how you doing? You go, oh, okay. Actually, when you're saying okay, it's besedir, which means in order. Ooh, and it's, 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 it, that's a great way to live, in order. So it was just a cool word like besedir. And it comes from the Passover word seder. And I thought that was neat. But also today is Shabbat Hagadol, and which means the great Shabbat, the great Sabbath, because it's, and that's the only, this is the only Sabbath that it's called that, and it's the Sabbath right before the Passover. And I just thought that was, because like what Billy said, you know, it is the first, it's the first of the biblical year, because they have three New Year's, and this is the biblical one. And so it's a very significant time. Yes. And, and, um, and then also, which is very interesting, like when 
when the Hebrews have their Passover, it's not about Jesus' resurrection. It's about the blood of the Lamb. It is in a sense, but then it's so funny because in the festivals, they're all planned out. Every single one is all about Yeshua because three days after the Seder, the Passover, is Bikarim, which is the first fruits, which, and that's Yeshua. So that's the resurrection. So it's, it's all there. So, so, so did, did, so our, our Hebrew Jewish friends, non-Messianic Jewish friends, have it there? I mean, this is something that they practice uh, every year. In fact, there are many things on the calendar they practice every every year. And Jesus is right in the thick of every single one. Billy, he's so in the in the middle of everything. <laughs> and you have to remember, they were blinded for a season so that we can come in. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, you know, but God is about to reveal all of that to our sweet, precious. Uh, Hebrew friends. Yes. Carrie, do, do you attend yes. a, a Hebrew um, or a Messianic uh, fellowship? Yeah, I, we go to, we, Jimmy and I, we go to Kehillat Ariel, which is in Claremont. Yes. And, um, and can I tell you, we're having our Passover dinner this Lay it on us, lay, lay it on us. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're funny. It's going to be um, this Saturday, and it's at 6.30, and it's... um. March 31st, and it's at the Four Points Sheraton in Curry Mesa, and we're going to read through the traditional Haggadah, which is the whole order of service, and it's so amazing because you see about how the, um, how the Yeshua is in the whole thing, and it's beautiful, and we're going to have some Israeli folk dancing that everybody can join, and we're going to have... <laughs> songs in Hebrew, Spanish, and English, and there's going to be a presentation. Very good, Carrie. A be- I, was, I was watching in practice. It's such an anointed song and dance. It's wow. beautiful. Would you give me a website, so uh, Carrie? Would you Would you give me a website or that people can find out more about this? Yeah, well, how about, I'll give you a phone number. Is that okay? That's good. Lay Call it on the us. Office. Okay, 858 Okay, and if you're interested you in finding out more about yeah. this Seder, or there are other Seders going on uh, yes, in Messianic churches through or synagogues or temples, how, whatever you call them, uh, throughout San Diego. But give me the phone number one more time, Carrie. 858-430-6433. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Thanks, Carrie. Oh, thanks, you guys. Love yes, you. Yeah, we, we love you, too. We love you, too. So, Billy, uh, let's use this to give a little bit more color commentary on this, and then let's go into mm-hmm. your thoughts about uh, this crossover state called California. What are, You know, we, we those of us who live in California, we go, it doesn't be looking too good, but God's got a big plan. Oh. We we seen, we saw in Hollywood how God's yeah. adjusting uh, Hollywood with different movies and things. So tell us a little bit well, about this crossover state. Okay. Well, you know, before I say that, let me... Let me just say that there are lots of seders going on. Yes. I mean, Grace Church is having one. Yes. River Church is having one. Yes. I mean, Christian churches are having seders. Yes. Why is it important? Because we're learning that these are not Jewish holidays. These are biblical holidays that we are looking at Yeshua. We yes. are looking at Jesus, applying them to our life. And so let me just, can I just go yes. ahead and say about the crossover state? Uh Fourteen years ago, uh, it was prophesied about uh, that we had we had to cross over. And uh, Genesis fourteen it says Abraham ca- was called a Hebrew yes. for the first time, and that word is a bear. It means to cross over. Yes. It means to go beyond. And so we are, and it also means to penetrate or impregnate. And so this is what's happening this season. We're being impregnated with something from God in the DNA itself. 
there is so much inside of that word Passover that we are literally, it's got a pioneer spirit with it. And that's why San Diego, hey, San Diego, listen, <laughs> you, you are a pioneer city. We have done a lot of first here. And uh, God is saying, you haven't been this way before because God wants us to cross over into the miracles yes. and into the healings that yes. he has foreordained. He has already been saying, hey, you're a praise worshiping city, yes. which well, I want to talk about that, that tribe too. In yes, a we, we okay. can. And, and even in the next segment, okay. but that's one of the things I know that's very dear to your heart because it's dear to my heart yes. as well. Seeing San Diego, you know, there, there are a tremendous amount of worship leaders in San Diego oh, yeah. and people that whom God has given a real spirit of communication through worship and prayer. And in scripture, you see that those who lead the way in such a way are known as those members of the tribe of Judah and actually, this month of Nisan is the month of the tribe of Judah as well. And so, I mean, all these things dovetail, my friend. If you want to understand a fuller picture of what Jesus has done and is doing today, dig into his word, dig into his feasts and festivals, dig into his months. And I know Vicki uh, espouses this as well. Vicki Dumont. Well, I do. I, I, I hadn't heard of it before until I was probably in my 50s. I mean, yeah. I, I went to church. Every week, and I never heard about Passover and about the feast. We just didn't discuss them. But when I began to look into it, I found that that every month I'm set up and getting ready for each feast. Yes. It's really helpful in my life. Lori Fremo, what, what do you what do you think? Well, I feel too. Also, that's such an important thing for for both Jew and Gentile as being uh, one. And uh, I grew up in a um, I'm, I am Jewish and yes. I'm an Israeli citizen, so I've been oh, celebrating right. these feasts for thirty years. <laughs> yes, but I'll tell you what when you when you see Yeshua in these feasts and every aspect of the of Come the on, uh, seder, uh, everything from the the matzah in the napkin hidden away <laughs> uh, to the bitter herbs and the tears. I mean, it's it's just fantastic. The blood of Jesus, wow, uh, the blood of Passover. Uh, it becomes a very special time uh, of remembrance of God, of the Lord in this season, going forward into Pentecost and through all the feasts. But now, in the beginning of this new year, we have some things to look forward to, some new beginnings and some crossover times as well, because even after they had passed over uh, into the promise, coming into, uh, coming out of out of Egypt and into, into the land, uh, they, they were faced with a, a Red Sea decision. Yes. Yeah. God parted that Red Sea. In this beginning, so he's going to begin to part Red Seas. Yeah, he's yeah. going to begin my, my, my. to part for you this this year, even in your life. This is a very special year. It is indeed a special. Year. You know, and my friend, <clears throat> you may have a, a Red Sea experience in yeah. front of you, and you think there's no there's no hope. There's absolutely no hope. Well, God. Uh, created times in his biblical history that he shows you when it doesn't look like there's any hope, there's hope. And this Passover Seder time, this month of Nisan, and this Easter Resurrection Sunday, they all speak to that. If you want somebody to pray with you, let me give you that line again for a prayer line, 858-535-9090. And we're coming up against a break here, Billy, but uh, set the stage because we want to talk some more about some other things here. So set the stage as we do this. Well, I just wanted to say, you mentioned about the worship people here. Um, 14 years ago, it said that the, the prophet said that there was a there was a fracture in San Diego. And if we didn't fix it, we was going to fall through the cracks. Hey, the way that we were going to fix it were the that the praise and worship was going to rise up. Well, Ooh. that is that is what has happened Ooh. in San Diego. And prayer. We are a Judah tribe yes, yes. which prays and worships. And uh that Judah tribe is a tribe 
that is a tribe of praise, a governmental tribe, and a war tribe. And so we'll talk about that a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, my, my. You, you, are you ready to, to find out more about these things? Stay with us because we will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Aren't you glad you had your seatbelt on and we've only just begun? We're going to spend just a little bit more time finishing up what we were talking about on this season, the Passover season, and uh, how San Diego is really a leading church as it relates to worship and praise and things like that. Uh, but in addition to that, in this segment, we're going to start our trip to <laughs> Africa. And these people have not only been studying about the Passover and the month of Nisan and Resurrection Sunday and these things, they've also just come back from um, Africa, South Africa, and we're going to use that to launch into our, uh, the remainder of the show is going to deal with Africa. And so one of the segments uh, in the ne- top of the next hour, we're going to bring somebody actually calling in live from Africa to tell about how things are going there. But right now, let's finish up this, uh, what we're talking about, uh, worship and praise. And you made a comment, and the phone lines kind of went a little goofy there. Uh-huh. As a result of that, you made a comment about uh, San Diego, it, because we're well, praisers and prayer people yeah. that, uh, uh, that were tied to the tribe of Judah. Yes, and so let me just say, remember when I said that, that the crossover meant to impregnate? Well, the opposite of that would be barrenness. Yes. And uh, that was a reproach. And so uh, God is saying in this season of Passover, I'm going to cause my seed to come in, and what has been barren, I'm about ready to break open. So this is all. This is not. Oh, this, this is, is not now. only. This not only deals with individuals, but uh-uh. it also deals with this the is state the of California. State. Yes, the, oh, the whole oh. state of California. It's the cities in California. It's the regions. But I'm talking about San Diego region, really, right now. Yes, she is ready to break open and bear some great fruit. I want to have this person called in and is anxious or excited to share her perspective on uh, praise and worship as it relates to San Diego. Pam, are you there? Hi there. <laughs> so oh. uh, what, what does praise and worship mean to you as it relates to uh, the biblical terms and uh, also in California, what God is doing here? Well, I'm very excited being a Judah person, especially um, in, the, in this tribe that worships in this month of months that we really get to go forth, because it does say that Judah goes forth. And in San Diego County, Judah has been doing that for quite a while. We've been uniting the body in worship, and uh, we do that very well at Limitless Realms. But I, I wanted to share a story how um, each month I actually will write a song according to the times and seasons, depending on what month that it is. And last month I wrote a song called, Who Do You Say I Am? Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that a a gal came in to San Diego County to release a book with the same title, Who Do You Say I Am? And that's the kind of force that Judah has when she goes out and she just sings the praises and the worship that the Lord has put into her, that it, it motivates everyone else that's in the body of Christ to do what they're supposed to do. Amen. Amen, Pam. You know, I, I love that you always write the the song of the month during the month. And uh-huh. I think, uh, you know, we want to encourage God's people that there is a song 
of the month, wherever, you know, we want to get aligned with where God is, be on his timetable, and the new song and the songs of the Lord that are coming forth are according to where he says we are on his timetable. And so it is, it's an amazing Passover songs and resurrection songs. Oh, resurrection songs are like at the peak right now. Exactly. So keep writing, keep writing your songs, worship Judah. The world needs it. You know, one of the things we're going to do next week, next week is actually the Passover and entering into the uh, Resurrection Sunday. People call it Easter, but we call it Resurrection Sunday because that really is what it is. But the whole program next week, we're going to deal with truths of the Resurrection Sunday, but but the Resurrection concept and also uh, show where the term Easter is or is not. In Scripture, it's going to open your eyes, my friends. You're going to love it. And we're going to have musicians. I think we have uh, Pam's, one of Pam's songs somewhere in there. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to fit in there. But uh, there's going to be resurrection and death, burial, resurrection theme as well next next week. That's 5 to 7 next week on Come Together San Diego. So we're going to transition now into a place called Africa. And ladies, you just uh, are very familiar with the topic of Africa. So we're going to talk just a little bit about that. But I'm going to ask you guys to stay over into the at least the beginning of the next oh, yeah. uh, hour. Here. <laughs> because Kiki Lee is going to be on the line calling from Africa. You had your experiences in, in uh, South Africa and hers is in, in other areas as well. But we're going to blend this whole together to get an idea of what God is doing in that uh, continent, actually. Yes. Well, it's wonderful we're talking about South Africa or the continent of Africa because mixing in with the season that we're in because this is the season that it's a journey from slavery to freedom. Yes. And ladies, I'm going to limit this realms, people, Vicki and Laura. I'm, Laurie, I'm going to have you stay with us in the next segment as well so you can do color commentary. But, you know, I mentioned that we have a special bonus segment from 7 to 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, that is we're going to talk about Africa and how God is using people like you, my listening friends, to su- help supply Bibles to Africa. And during this segment right now, I want to uh, uh, just introduce you to the guy who's going to be on this show with us in the last segment. His na- name is Michael Woolworth, and uh, he has some things to say about Africa in light of that. Well, my listening friend, you know we're having fun talking about Africa And I have a man named Michael Woolworth. He's with the Bible League International. And we're going to, we've actually been given a uh, a one hour extra bonus program at the end of this program about Africa. And it's not going to be the end because uh, the guy named Michael Woolworth is coming on and he's going to talk a little bit about Africa from a different perspective. Michael, I know you're anxious to get into that third hour, but give us a little tease here. Yeah, I want to thank whoever gave us that extra hour. Thank you for that. (laughs) Hey, Kaz, great to be with you here. You know, one in 10 Christians in Africa has a Bible in his or her own language. What's that mean? It means most do not. The very thing that you and I gain comfort from that guides us and directs us and it teaches us about our our wonderful Lord, right? It, It enables us to share him with others. It's the very thing that African Christians on that continent are lacking. And so we're doing something about it through this campaign that we're calling Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa. And so Ooh. during our hour together, we'll get a chance to share stories. We'll talk about the hardships. We'll I talk about wait. the circumstances that God's working through. 
and how you can be involved in this by sending Bibles to Africa. Ooh, I love it. Michael Woolworth, I know you're excited to do this third hour, and thanks for dipping into the uh, first two hours of Come Together San Diego. Uh, if you think you've heard something remarkable now, just hang on and stay with us for the third hour. You're going to love it. We'll be here. Wow, can you, can you imagine that, my friends? How amazing, and we're going to extend this show from the two hours to three hours. We're going to talk a little bit more about the nitty-gritty of how people can get the Word delivered to them. It's easier for them to actually, when they see the Word, in addition to having heard about the Word, it makes all the difference in the world in their own language, in their own dialect. We're going to talk about that in the third hour. But right now, my friends, we're talking about South Africa, and Billy and the Limitless Realms team, Vicki and Lori, are going to stay with us as well, but I need to go to a commercial break, so stay with us because it's going to get wild and crazy plus we have a person calling in from africa her name is kiki lee so stay with us this is come together san diego the new live local show on am 1210 k praise more come together san diego is just moments away god loves san diego This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. I'll tell the world. Come together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world. <laughs> and we're back, Billy Alexander. We're back. I'm going to have you, uh, Limitless Realms ladies, Vicki and Lori, and you, Billy, stay with us here because we are having uh, a person calling in, uh, Kiki Lee Thielman. She's actually from Africa. And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't realized it, we've changed gears a little bit yeah. into the topic of Africa because God is doing things throughout different continents throughout the world, and Africa is one of them. In fact, it is perhaps one of the poorest continents of all the continents and one that is uh, experiencing tremendous uh, poverty and things like that, but it's also one where God is working overtime to change lives. And uh, Limitless Realms people, I want to introduce you to a friend of, of, of mine for a long time, and her name is Kiki Lee, now Thielman, and she uh, is actually calling live from Africa. So we're going to blend in your experiences, uh, Billy uh, and Lori, and also, uh, Vicki, because you have experience in South Africa, we're going to be blending that in with what Kiki is going to be sharing with us right now from Uganda. Kiki Lee. So glad you're on. Are you there? Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. How are you guys? Oh, what, what time is it? Three o'clock or three thirty or four, something like that in the morning in Uganda right now? Yeah, it's four o'clock in the morning right now. <laughs> and uh, you, uh, you know, I, I, I owe you one. That's for sure. And if we bring you on more, no, I'll it's, you. <laughs> it's totally fine. We're actually um, we're traveling right now, visiting our friend Darren um, in central region, and so we're at a hotel, and it's apparently a big party hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be asking you some questions about how. Uh, I'm going to be asking you some questions, Kiki, on what it's like there. And also, you guys just came back from South Africa. Uh, Africa is a big continent. And, and Kiki, it's some, uh, you, you, you were involved in one area, Uganda. They went and visited South Africa. So in a very brief period of time, because I, I want to give Kiki plenty of time to give her insights as well. But what was your impression of South Africa, the continent and, and South Africa itself? Billy? Well, I, we absolutely love South Africa. And the people were made up. That's the part that we love so much. It was a beautiful place, but the people were so warm and friendly, 
and they're hungry and they are, uh, I think their hearts are moving toward God. Yes. And uh, we were excited to be there at the time that we were there. Yes. And Laurie, you, you saw that too. You were traveling with Billy and uh, South Africa, amazing place, but the people. The people were so hungry for God, and they're hungry. They're hungry for a move of God. Yes, and it's it's amazing what God is is gathering them together even today, even yeah. in a, a huge prayer gathering, um, in, in the Cape Town, in the Cape area. Yes, crying out for rain and crying out for God's presence. Yes, and Vicky, you have had the opportunity to live live there on and off from you know from traveling there and visiting in South Africa as well. Very briefly. Yes, I, we were back and forth for seven eight years. And I love South Africa. Yeah. I love the people of South Africa. I, I love the intercessors of South Africa who have travailed for decades and decades, decades. and continue to travail. Yes. And that Africa was my passing over from Ooh. the age of six right. until the age of 60 when oh, I finally my, got my. there. Okay, Kiki Lee, tell us what it's like in Uganda. What are you doing? What's your ministry there? And uh, how is God using you? And tell us about the, the people that are there. Kiki Lee Thielman. Yeah, we um, we stay in the southwest region of the country. It's a more rural area. We are on the border of uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Rwanda. Yes. So we're in a in a pretty unique area of the country, um, and it's it's really different from the main the central region, which is where a lot of people come to visit. There. Yes. Uh, there's. Not as many uh, Western accommodations. Yes, you could say um, power is gone at least every day, and um, you know, running water is is a luxury to have. <laughs> my, my, my. We're very blessed that our our house usually has running water. Yes, um, most most days of the week. So, um, it, our ministry here is to just love people. Yes, our ministry is is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That is that Amen. is our calling. Our calling is, is to be here and to do nothing else but to love people and to, to spread the gospel of the kingdom um, in the region that the Lord has called us to. Now, of course, we do do some tent-making things <laughs> as well, um, and we currently work um, with an NGO. We volunteer with an NGO. That's a Christian NGO. Uh, working on sustainable business projects yes. to help deplete foreign dependency, which is becoming a really large um, issue in in our area of the country and even the area our area of the continent. It's become a really large issue. So we do do that, and we also um, I have a burning passion for for orphans and abandoned children. Um, And we also work on an adoption assistance program to assist people in the country adopting their own abandoned children. And again, trying to to bring the church together as a whole, saying, um, you know, the the church here of of this region can also take responsibility for some of its own issues that are going on and not be completely reliant upon Westerners. Yes, we're going to talk um, more about that, Kiki. And uh, my listening friends, yeah. stay with us because we've just only begun the whole balance of this hour. We're going to be talking about Africa and we're going to have some color commentary from the Limitless Realms people. But Kiki, you're going to be front and uh, forward, uh, front, front, of the, front of the class to talk a little bit about the remarkable experiences you've had there, your family, the people, the hunger there. So stay with us, my friend. We've only just begun. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. 
Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPRAX. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 KPRAX with Cass Taylor. And we're back. And we've got not only the Limitless Realms people, Billy Alexander and Lori Fremo and uh, Vicky DuPont, who have some experience in South Africa, but we also have uh, Kiki Lee Thielman, and actually her husband is with her, I found out in, during the break that he's hanging around there too. <laughs> Too. Uh, remarkable things going on in Africa. God is on the move there. And you know something, Kiki? He has stirred people like you to go in there and make a difference on the ground. Uh, and and it's, it's absolutely amazing. I, you know, there can be big evangelists that come in there and they can evangelize an area. But what they really see about Christ, not only they get stirred by an evangelist, or a teacher that leaves in another, you know, day or two or week or so, there are people that are actually on the ground living the life. And Kiki Lee Thielman, you and your husband Ryan and Young Handsome uh, are among those. So Kiki, give, give me an overview of what goes on with you and the Thielman family on a given day in Africa. Kiki Lee Thielman. Well, what goes on with us on a given day is very different than what it looks on in writing. <laughs> so we we have a schedule that we, you know, we, we usually start off, we say we usually start off the day the same way. We wake up, our, our son here is in school, um, which, you know, part of the culture is they start children at school at three years old, which our son is right now. Yes. Um, so we, we start off really early and we, we eat breakfast together and we take him to school. He starts at 7.30 and then we both go into the office at 8. Um, that's about where the schedule... <laughs> the schedule ends and controlled <laughs> <Yeah>. chaos begins. <laughs> exactly. And and you kind of the Holy Spirit takes over. I think from that point forward. So on on paper, our day actually looks like oh, we're in the office most of the day, working with people on sustainable business projects and working um, helping people locals conduct you know home visits and things of that nature. Uh, in reality, it usually, I don't think, honey, have we ever had one day that has gone according to plan? This is, this is Ryan Thielman. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Fine. When Kiki says uh, uh, we do a lot of tent building or tent making as well, I'm saying, I know I know Kiki, she could do that, but I know Ryan, he's a, he's a skilled, and you fill in the blank, whatever it takes. So uh, we're glad to have you on this uh, Come Together San Diego show and to have you over there with a third person in the in this group, uh, young, handsome, how amazing. So a- any quick thoughts, uh, Ryan, about, uh, you know, you were a San Diego guy for a long time, and all of a sudden now you're in the dark, darkest Africa? I mean, please, talk about that briefly. It's, it's a bit of a... Um... <laughs> bit of a transition. It's not something I ever expected until until I got married to, to Kiki and, and she said that Africa was part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are here as a married couple and um, we're excited to be here and yeah. see to see change yes. in this culture on this continent. Yes. Change in the way of changing towards Christ. Yes. Not change in the way of we're here to, right. to exactly. We're not here to change like a culture that is 
not anti to the Christian culture. We're not here to say, look, America is so much better. You need to become like America. That's no, not no, what we're no. not here. But you need to who, discover who you are in your identity and become right. all of that in, in Christ. Now, Billy Alexander exactly. just came back from South Africa, so she has a little idea about the continent, but she has a question or two for you. Kiki. Well, I, I was just thinking, Kiki, you know, uh, you said you were you just have to wait on the Holy Spirit to lead you every day. And so um, yeah. I, I uh, when we were at the conference, we spoke at a conference in Johannesburg, and uh, it was with the Dutch Reformed, uh, at a Dutch Reformed church, and it seemed like the very first 20 people that I prayed for, uh, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They loved Jesus, but they could not Amen. express Jesus. But they, but it mm. was very easy. I've never, I, I never felt like a fountain, like, like it was in South Africa. You prayed for them and you laid hands and all of a sudden the fullness of the Spirit came bubbling up out of them like a well. And uh, just tears and excitement. And, and they were so happy to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was just thinking um, that that was exactly, I mean, we love Jesus. Jesus, there's nothing better than Jesus. But the Holy right. Spirit makes Jesus better. Huh. I mean, there, makes he's not, he him makes better. him understand. Sure. I mean, he just, it just, it's the fullness of Jesus. And so I'm so glad that the love of God that you all carry, the compassion and the passion that you said you just want to touch God's people with the love of God, that takes the Holy Spirit, the, helping you knowing when to do that and how to do that, how to release that love and just really reaching out with the compassion hand of God. I'm so happy that you guys are over there. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Now let's let's talk about a little bit, and, and uh, Vicki and Laura, you can do color commentary as you as, as Holy Spirit tells you. But give us kind of an overview of what you had to go through in this adoption of young three-year-old Handsome and how this is really an illustration or an indication of the challenges that are going on, not only in that nation, but in the area where you're in uh, uh, Rwanda and near uh, Uganda in that area. So give us kind of an overview of that process. You know, I had a chance to read some of your posts about you mm-hmm. writing love notes to this little boy. And so he had a real... real difficult time and his challenge is similar to many of the other young people in that area why don't you uh, uh, wax eloquently kiki lee thielman on that (laughs) (laughs) sure um this is i I will i will say the adoption process it took two years um it was by far the hardest season of of my entire life Mm -hmm. um pre-christian and christian life it challenged me really more than anything um, just to see so many battles. And it was really, and like my husband constantly reminded me through this because um, now given my husband and I were not married, we're newlyweds, we were not married during this time. And to have him there just constantly reminding me, you know, this is a spiritual battle. You have to keep remembering this is a spiritual battle. And so much of it really was. Um, in, a, in a nutshell, um, the, the area that we're actually traveling in right now, we're here visiting my son's orphanage. Um, and we're here visiting all of the children. Um, we actually just found out that one of the one of the boys for you know two and a half years has been carrying a picture around with me. Oh. And uh, well, we, Ryan, we I need to tell you a lot of a lot of guys have been carrying a picture around of her, <laughs> young ones and older ones as well. But uh, she is now taken. <laughs> so I'll continue. I'm sorry, Kiki. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> He's a little jealous, but, you know, when it's young kids, I think it's a little okay. Um, so 
we, what happened was when I was traveling through this region, I had actually met our, our friend, a good friend, our brother in Christ, Darren O'Quinn, who's also a member of San Diego. Um, I met him through the Holy Spirit online. It was a long story short. I had a dream and I messaged a random person that I had never met. Um, and I didn't even know if this man was Christian, but I'm like, the Holy Spirit told me I need to find you. And it turns out that his wife um, founded an orphanage in the central region of Uganda. So I was traveling through and said, let me stop by for, um, you know, like I think a day or two. I was hoping to stop by. And when I came in, a day or two turned into a couple weeks. Yes. And I ended up... Um, alone in an orphanage with all of these children as the, I was the only adult there. And I had, there were two babies at the time, one of them who was my son and one of them who had just come in like a day before I had come in and the orphanages are usually not equipped to handle babies. There are, there are special baby homes that are, that are equipped to handle that. And it doesn't mean that they're not getting the same amount of love. It means from a practical standpoint, formula, diapers, Things yes. like that. There's just not an equipping of that. Um, and I, I, uh, um, I took the babies into into my room, and uh, baby handsome uh, was really malnourished. He was about eight pounds, um, a little over eight pounds, four kilos at one year old. Um, very ill, very weak, had all sorts of of uh, medical complications: pneumonia, malaria. I mean, you name it, he was suffering from it. So um, I, I kind of asked me, what, is it, what does it look like to find this child's family? Um, all of these children have been abandoned at some way or another. And for the first, I would say, four or five months, I just fought to find his family. I wanted to find his family. He was, um, he was born from a, a mother who has... Um, an intellectual disability and uh, what some people know as, as like a mental retardation and uh, a high functioning. I mean, she, you know, yes. in, in our society, in America, I used to work with people with developmental disabilities. It would be someone that, okay, great. Let's, let's start a family. Unfortunately, it's very stigmatized here. Yes. And there is a family feud between the bio mom, bio dad and uh, because of that, they rejected the child. And Kiki, because what, what I understood when I read your, your posts was that the, the father has had been having some trouble as well. And uh, to, yeah. get, to get this young boy back into that environment was probably more dangerous even maybe than the, the orphanage. Of course, the third option is called Kiki Lee Thielman, and uh, right. that's what was answered here. In the next uh, couple minutes, give that uh, a brief rendition of that story, uh, and then we'll come back with you for the for the uh, last uh, 30 minutes as well. But so give the our listening friends, hey, my listening friends, are you blown away by what God's doing? And you may have a, a call into Africa as well. In the last quarter hour of this of this hour, we're be bring, bringing a guy named Jamie Weston in. He's be taking a small team into um, Africa soon, so we're going to get his insights as well. But Kiki, uh, there are a lot of people that are thinking about uh, Africa. What would you encourage them to do or at least contemplate and kind of tie that in with the, the closing part of this story about Handsome? Sure. Um, come in here with an open heart and visit. Like, it's, 
I always tell people, come visit, come see what it's like on on the ground here. But, you know, don't come in here thinking that you're going to be the savior. Jesus is the only savior. Um, he's the only one that can change people. And, you know, one of our hopes right now and what we do work on is um, an adoption assistance program, trying to get uh, abandoned children into either their own families or someone from within their tribe. If, if we get them within their clan, that would be even better. But it's something that we even work on with our son, that if if they can be rehabilitated with their their own families, the vast majority of orphans and orphanages are actually not orphans. Um, they have families. They have um, they either have one special parent or at least family. So when you come and there are many orphanages, if you come to visit an orphanage, know that uh, I would say over 95% of the cases at the, at the minimum could probably be rehabilitated local family and that Westerners are not the saviors. Yes. Um, we, we can be here to aid and assist and at the absolute 100% last resort, um, you know, step in as as a kind of triage, but it's not a, an answer to that. We are not the answer to the problems. Jesus is the only answer wow. to, to all of the issues. Well said, well said. So uh, did you guys have any comments at all here in, 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 in this segment before we go to a break? Any thoughts, Vicki? I really do. Uh, you know, I found that if we can let go of our expectations coming into any, any country, that we can then allow God to give us his expectations. We often come in thinking it's going to look at this or I'm going to do this or this is going to happen. And it's always such an awesome surprise what God has in store <laughs> for us if we let go. Yes, yes. Kiki, any thoughts on what Vicki said? Uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> it is. It's, it's there every day and it's a challenge every day. We're so used to having schedules in America and running on time constraints here. A lot of it has to be let, you know, let God and, and let go, go by what the Holy Spirit says. Every minute is different. You don't know what's going to happen the next second of the day. Yes. Um, a lot of the times and when you're on, on ground and you're, this is your main job is, to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to move by the Holy Spirit, then you really actually have to let the Holy Spirit do do the work and, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of your own agendas. It's okay to have, you know, if you've prayed about having a schedule and an agenda and things like that, that's great. Have that, but be ready to let it go. Wow, wow. Kiki Lee, good good to have you stay with us. And the ladies from Limitless Realm, stay with us. Um, before we go into a break, what I want to do is, you know, we've devoted this entire remainder of the show to deal with Africa, Kiki and, and uh, uh, Limitless Realms team and my listening friends. So we're going to get a lot about Africa going on here. And one of the things that uh, KPRZ did is they said, why don't you do a bonus hour and bring somebody in who's actually supplying Bibles to, to uh, Africa into the different tribes and different people groups. And so we're going to be doing that as well in the uh, 7 to 8 o'clock hour. So before we go into the commercial break, I want to introduce you to um, Michael Woolworth. He's uh, with the Bible League International, and they've got a ministry called Open the Floodgates Bible to Bibles to Africa. And that'll give you a little tease of what's coming up on, on the, the last hour of this show. And then we're going to go straight into a commercial break, but don't go away. We'll be right back. 
You know we're talking about Africa a lot in this program, and we have been given a third hour from 7 to 8 o'clock on Come Together San Diego And we are going to use it like crazy. We're going to continue talking about Africa, but we're going to do a little different nuance. We have ready to launch with me in that third hour, Michael Woolworth. I can say your name, Michael. I really can. Michael Woolworth. And he's the senior director of broadcast media for the Bible uh, League International. And it's a vision that they have called Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa. And tell us a little bit about that so that people can have their uh, appetite whetted yeah. so they can jump into the third hour because we're going to continue talking about Africa. Yeah, you know, Barna Research revealed that church growth in America is stunted. Our prayers are that changes quickly. Why? This is where we live and worship work yes. and, and see the gospel go forth. But where is it growing? Well, I can tell you there's no place on earth where Christianity is growing faster than Africa. And yet, Kaz, it's a place where it is extremely difficult to get the Word of God and to get training and resources, but it's not impossible. And that's where Bible League partners with stations like KPRZ to send the gospel to these parts. And so when you hear that one in 10 Christians has a Bible, you could easily say, how in the world do you hide God's word in your heart when you've never held it in your hands? And so we'll tackle this issue uh, in that third hour. So you're saying you're going to stay with us and we're going to launch out together in that third hour? Let's pop some popcorn (laughs) and hang around. (laughs) Michael Woolworth of Bible League International and Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. Enjoy the first two hours of Come Together San Diego, but we've got a third hour as a bonus. (laughs) I knew you'd love that. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. And we are indeed back. We've got Kiki Lee Thielman from the Uganda Rwanda area, and she is over there listening to Holy Spirit to tell she and her husband, Ryan, and young three-year-old, newly adopted, handsome, what to do and how to impact uh, the people with whom they deal with every day about Jesus. Sometimes it's by word, and sometimes it's by deed. And so, Kiki, we're glad you're back with us, and I have the Limitless Realms people who have some... South Africa experience to chime in and do color commentary as well. So you finish your story about handsome and uh, he's probably snuggled away in bed right now, long asleep. So tell, tell us the story. He, he is. He's actually sleeping uh, in the bed right next to us. We're in the same room and he doesn't <laughs> seem to be bothered by this very much. Um, but um, over, over the course of a couple of years, um, we, we discussed with the social worker, the probation officer, who is the equivalent of your child protective services here, and the police department, all of whom agreed it would not be um, a safe option to rehabilitate him back with um, anyone in his tribe, Um, or uh, due to the extent of his um, illnesses, um, going in and out of the hospitals. And um, they, I had come to a point a few months after meeting him, and I said, well, what are our options? at this point and they said essentially you have uh, you know you can transfer him to a baby's home that specializes in babies um where they will then eventually transfer him to an orphanage um and then afterwards hopefully he'll be able to get into some program or so he doesn't end up on the streets um and they said or you can adopt him and i felt at that moment um the holy spirit yes. just say you know what, what this he is, he was made for you. 
And I, I argued with the Lord. I really argued with the Lord because I said, I'm not here to take babies. I'm not, I didn't come into this country. I was not planning on adopting. I'm a single woman here. Um, I'm not here to be a, a white rescuer. Um, <laughs> yes. I feel like there's a very deep issue, a very, very deep-rooted issue that's yeah. happening in this culture with the the excessive abandonment of, of children and babies here. And God, you want me to put a Band-Aid on this? And I remember at that moment, I heard Holy Spirit say, and so what if I called you to be a Band-Aid right now? All right. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's it. Um, and so proceeded a very long, very strenuous, very difficult process right. of adopting my son and um, getting him his American citizenship right. from that point forward. So let me ask uh, you a question, Kiki. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, do you, is there any doubt that this is what God has desired of you, and uh, aren't you glad that you listened to Holy Spirit? Yeah, not one, one minute was, do I doubt that he was not. I think made for us. This was, this was a moment that um, at one point I remember saying, God, what if I didn't come in then? What if, you know, what if, what if Hanson was supposed to go to someone else? And what if I didn't step in? And he said, don't worry. He's, he's anointed. This, this child really is. He's very anointed. Completely blessed me. He said, your son has been taken care of regardless of he said, if he said yes or no. My, my. And, and that's a humbling, that's a humbling thing to have the Lord say. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, all right, but no, um, you know, and I feel kind of the same way that, that Esther may have felt when it said, you know, uh, you, you were made for such a time as this, but you know, if, if you don't come, uh, God will raise up a deliverer from somewhere else. Oh, my, he my. will. You know, it has, it has nothing to do with God's goodness. The child's going to be taken care of um, no matter what, but you were made for this. So my, my. it's like, okay, then I'll, <laughs> I'll stop on. I'm going to use this as a teachable um, moment, Kiki, right now with my listening friends. You know, my friend, yeah. there, there may have been some instances where you felt like, you know, do I have to do this? And Holy Spirit saying, uh, it'll be, you, you'll be pleased when you obey me. You know, sometimes we try to skirt the issue and trying exactly. to ignore Holy Spirit. And my listening friend, that may be you, and you're right on that cusp of making a decision on behalf of the Lord. And it seems like the most illogical decision a person could absolutely make. But God's saying, let me show my power through your humility and willingness. I'm going to give you, uh, my friends, a phone number to call if you need prayer in light of this, because God is there right in the thick of it, and uh, he may want to sustain you and give you an ability to do things even beyond your own power. I'm going to give you a conference, um, forgive me, a, a prayer request, dedicated prayer line, and for you to call in, my listening friend, if you're struck by the in the heart about this and God's got you on that precipice saying, look over, this is the promised land. And that phone number for a dedicated prayer uh, line and a prayer counselor is 858-535-9090. That's once again, 858-535-9090. A prayer counselor standing by to help you discover God's bigger and better plans for you. And so Kiki, continue. Oh, you know, one of the things, we're going to have to go into a break right here, but when we come back, we've got the whole remainder of the hour with you. So thank you, Kiki, for your patience and Limitless Realms. Ladies, thank you for your patience. Uh, buckle up, my friends. We've only just begun. We'll be right back with Come Together San Diego. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego on K Praise. 
Here's Kaz Taylor. Uh, out of Africa, my friends. We are not only out of Africa, we're into Africa big time, not only for the <laughs> completion of this uh, uh, hour, but we have a whole bonus hour after this dealing with Africa. And we are speaking live. Can you believe this? In Africa, what's it, about nine hours difference, Kiki Lee? Uh, you have been so gracious to call in live from Africa, actually uh, the uh, Rwanda and Uganda areas where you uh, spend your time. And, you know, b- before we speak, Start speaking about other things, Kiki. Billy had an observation, and I want to. This is going to be a nice dovetail in what God is doing, not only in San Diego, but in uh, other countries where He's called His people from here, and uh, in particular in, in, into Africa. So, Billy, what, what was your thought? Well, two things. One, that during this season of Passover, one of the biggest things in this season is that God heard His people's groanings. And he sent a deliverer, Moses, to to yes. them. Now, I feel like that about the, the continent of Africa. There is a groaning in the spirit there, uh, God's intercessors, God's people, uh, all over that land, whatever color, whatever race, whatever tribe. He is hearing the groanings in their hearts, and he is sending deliverance. And... Um, uh, years ago, there was something said through a prophet here in San Diego that um, out of San Diego would come per capita more missionaries going out of S- San Diego than any other city yes. in the United States. And so I feel mm-hmm. like during this time that the Spirit of God is putting it in the hearts of God's people to answer the Great Commission call to go ye into all the world. Wow. And so, Kiki, what are you feeling about that groaning? All right, it hit me. <laughs> it hit you. I know what what you're saying. So that call definitely hit me. So I'm going to agree with you on that. But there is, you know, once once we came on ground, um, I I realized, and I came out here alone. Most people don't know that I'm here with my family now. I um I felt the call so strongly to a particular village that I had never been to. I had never even been to Africa before that I ended up quitting my job, getting rid of everything. And I moved out here with, uh, you know, just two pieces of things. So I, I felt very, very strongly about that. And I felt the spirit move so strongly. I didn't know what he had in store for me when I got here, but I knew I had to go. Um, and I'm truly very glad I did. (laughs) No, exactly. When, whenever you hear Holy Spirit and you actually obey, I'm not talking about you specifically, but I'm talking generally for we Christians who, right. uh, you know, we get up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we eat our breakfast, we go to work, and, and then we come back and we may watch a little TV and we may mess around a little bit uh, uh, playing sports and things like that. But the truth of the matter is, uh, if you talk to Holy Spirit, He wants us to use our, our anointing and our calling uh, to impact other people. It can, stay, it can be in San Diego, it can be where you are in your job, or He may call you out of there to do other things we just have to be willing billy you have a thought yeah and and the word is hanani <clears throat> hanani is a hebrew word that says uh, here i am lord send me and that means i yield i absolutely lay my heart down lord you use me any way you want to i am willing to do whatever you want me to do and really that is what god's doing over the earth right now to hanani. his people 
Hanani. Means Here I'm I available. Am. I'm available. Ooh. Here I am. And Kiki, we want to thank you, we listeners in San Diego, many of whom are your close friends. And while we miss you like crazy here, I mean, who, who wouldn't okay. want to have somebody like Kiki and Ryan uh, in their own community? Because they are dynamos, not only for impacting other people, but they're, they're kind of fun to hang around with as well. So we, we miss you. <laughs> Begrudgingly, we release you to Africa. But we know that God has called you there and you and Ryan and... Uh, Baby Handsome also, to be able to impact other people, not by forcing the hand or forcing somebody right. to receive Jesus, but by showing Jesus in right. your actions and lifestyles. And in a, in a moment, we're going to have another person on the line. I think you know Jamie Weston, don't you? Kiki? Yes, <laughs> We're going to have him join on. He's heading, heading out to Africa with a small troop of people as well soon, and we're going to get his perspective. So I, I'm glad that you're able to stay with us for the, all the way through this, this hour because there are big Thank things you. going on. And so I, I know that we've talked just a little bit, uh, Limitless Realms people, about South Africa, and uh, this is the fact that we haven't had a chance to really deeply dig mm-hmm. into it that was going to force us to come back and talk more about it at another show. But, uh, Billy, uh, you know, it, it just amazes me the things that God has called his kids to do. Some of them have been called to stay in San Diego, but somebody, some of us have been called to use San Diego as our springboard into other continents and other countries and maybe even other states in the United States. Talk briefly about that as well. Kiki gives us this from her perspective. From yeah. And there's Africa. no, there's no special, you know, it's not better if you go or if you stay. What's special is you're being obedient to what the spirit of God has said to you because intercessors are just as strong and uh, uh, needed to stay back and pray for the ones who are going into the world. Yes. And there's so many things and so many giftings and so many callings that God is saying right now that we have to be available to God for whatever he is saying to exactly. us, Kaz. Hey, Kiki Lee, I'm sure that you have, in fact, I'm going to invite you to do call-outs and thank you. for. I know that you didn't go over there on your own. There are a lot of people, uh, I was responsible for you being sent out as well, just in a small sense, but the, the crowd of witnesses that surrounded you to lay hands on you and to send you out in power and also financial support is pretty amazing. So before we go any further, yeah. let, let why don't you, first of all, tell us how we can find out more about helping you financially. Give us a way to communicate with you on that and then I'm going to have you do a call out and thank you for a lot of the people that helped send you out but they not only just didn't send you out they're praying for you along the way so Kiki lay it on us yeah sure so um, one of the best ways to follow us um, is to connect with us I have a blog that I update um, it goes every two to four weeks and it's the website is justabide.com J-U-S-T-A-B-I-D-E dot com. And it'll take you to my blog. And there is a um, a give button that you can financially uh, sew into our family here uh, personally. And um, there's also, it'll kind of give you the, the happenings um, from a very personal perspective. One of the things that we want to make known is that we are people. And we're not here just running an organization. Um, there, there's a very personal level to um, our our lives, um, and yes, Kaz, you you guys sent me back um, into the field last year, right after I met my husband. Um, I am so utterly thankful for you. I honestly could not name or even come close 
to naming um, everyone who is who is no, on but, our internet. But they're listening, so give kind of a general thank you to them because they've been praying for you, and many of them are listening to the show right now. So go ahead, Kiki. Yes, and I really thank you guys so much. Fireville Church has been um, a huge, huge help in in all of us going out from pastoral support and um, even into uh, financial help and, and prayer warriors. We have, um, I think, over 40 people on our intercessors team right now um, praying for us at one, one day a week. And really, this is not the missionaries out alone. And that's, that's been a, a huge, huge, huge part of what we do here. And the moment that a mission gets sent out from the point, forget about them. That's been a big struggle for, I would say, every missionary that we know, um, that there's a a bit of an out of sight, out of mind mentality. Um, And for the faithful intercessors who have been there for us, thank you so much. Even for some people who have just reached out just to say, hi, how are things going? Or just want to talk and catch up. Um, really, we appreciate that. Missionaries are people they need. <laughs> exactly. And, and just abide. Living in a village where there is no. Yeah. 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 You, you need to have fellowship. Sometimes you need to have people knowing, knowing that they're praying for you, but also um, uh, that they can communicate with you in some way and also checking out your blog. Once again, the uh, way to get uh, to Kiki and even to help support her and this vision with she and Ryan and a baby handsome is justabide.com, justabide.com. Hey, Kiki. Hey, Kiki. Hey, Kiki. We might have lost her. But anyway, that's, this is fine because I want to bring somebody on the line who actually was one of the people that helped send Kiki out. But he's going in back to Africa very shortly. And I think you'll enjoy this, this part of this segment. Uh, Jamie Weston, are you there? Hello, Hello, Kev. Yes, I'm here. Hey, Jamie. Jamie, Billy Alexander and the uh, Limitless Realms team are here as well. And I think we just lost Kiki uh, on the line. And I think that's, so, yeah. That, that's okay, because I, you were one of the key people. I've seen you in, in Facebook environments where you have kind of sent Kiki out, but little does everybody know that you're heading back out to Africa in just a very short period of time. Give us an overview about Africa from your perspective and why you have a heart for this. You know, I started going to Zambia and Africa uh, a few years ago. For the first time, I took my first trip with a friend of mine who'd been there for almost 20 years working. And uh, honestly, I just thought he'd been bugging me for a long, long time to go with him. I was never interested in Africa. And I thought, uh, I'll just go and it'll be an adventure, you know? Yes. Hang, hang, hold and, that uh, thought for a second, Jamie. Hold that thought because sure. we've got Kiki back. Kiki, are you there? Oh, okay. You there, Kiki? Hi, Jamie. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I needed. We need to continue to get this reunion going. Okay, go ahead, Kiki. Sorry, my network got cut off. You know, it's it's up in the air yes, here. It so, uh, Kiki, uh, Jamie was giving an overview of his calling. We talked about how Holy Spirit can stir your heart and uh, tell you to go to different places. And the big key is hearing and obeying. Go ahead, Jamie and Kiki. Do color commentary. Billy Alexander with Limitless Realms as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just I was just saying, you know, I, 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 I went with a friend who'd been there for a long time, and I went really more just to have an adventure and, and join him. I traveled with him before Central and South America. But when I got there, um, I experienced some things that really, really got under my skin. 
And uh, I've been back several times since then in the last couple of years. Jamie, I'm going to ask uh, you to truncate this because we only have about a minute and a half in this yeah. segment as well. But okay. uh, give us the color, the, the, the elevator portion of this. And Kiki, uh, speak into it as well. But I only have like a minute and a half. And uh, Billy Alexander and the Amazing. Luminous Realms people as well. So, Amazing ahead, Jamie. Uh, Amazing Before we go any further, uh, Jamie, before we go any further, how do people reach out to you? Is there a phone number or an e- email address or whatever? Uh, website. ActivateLove.org. <laughs> I guess you can tell the character of this man, ActivateLove.org. <laughs> ActivateLove.org. <laughs> okay, so the 30-second yeah. elevator speech here, Jamie. I'm sorry about that. We're running out of time at the back end of the show. And uh, Kiki, yeah, as close, well. I was close getting on with you. I apologize. That's okay. Yeah, so just excited to go into all the world and, and do the gospel. Not mm. only preach the gospel, but be the do gospel. Do it. Yeah. Yes. And short term, and long term demonstrating the goodness and power of God and empowers people and we'll, we'll be changing cultures. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Jamie Weston, and our prayers go with you. Kiki, a closing thought, and Billy, because we only have just a few seconds left. Kiki? I love you guys and I miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be praying for you, Kiki Ooh. and Jamie. Thank oh, you. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, thank everybody, you. thank you for joining us on this uh, last uh, uh portion, the last segment of the two hours of uh, Come Together San Diego, but we have an entirely uh, additional bonus hour talking about getting the Word of God in Bible form into the different people groups in Africa. So don't go away at this uh, commercial break because we're coming right back. And we're so thankful that you joined us on Come Together San Diego because what we're seeing here is San Diego coming together, not only in the body of Christ here, but being sent out to do other things. So thanks for joining us and stay with us for the next bonus segment. And God bless you, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> the Midwest Realms people, thank you. <laughs> Kiki, uh, Jamie, thank you all. Yes, Passover, San Diego. <laughs> and Kaz will be right back. Amen. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hey, welcome back to Come Together San Diego. We have an extended show today. It's actually three hours instead of two, as you know, because I've been, <laughs> I've been telling you this all, all through the entire two-hour segment to hang around because there's going to be more. And, you know, we didn't do this Africa thing in the first two hours uh, for nothing, it's so that I could introduce you to my new found friend, Michael Woolworth. He's the uh, senior director of broadcast media in the Bible League International, and he's got stuff to say about a place <laughs> called Africa, and we're going to uh, mosey on through that. Good to have you, Michael. Yeah, it's great to be here on a beautiful <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> you know, you would probably be a little more successful if you could be just a little more excited oh, about no, your Oh, no, I know. This is my, my wife says, you look so doldrum, so sad. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. That, it, it, you know, God's good. And, hey, it's uh, been, you know, we kicked off this campaign several weeks ago. We started at zero. We've got a long way to go. We've set a goal of 1,800 Bibles, and we'll flesh this out as we go along. Yeah. But you know what? We're making good headway. Why? Because you've got great listeners, Kaz, who well, don't merely tune so. in, but they're like, okay, tell me what I need 
to be looking at and doing, and they're doing that. So it's great to be with you. It's a pleasure. And again, I uh, appreciate your enthusiasm. Well, because you're going to hear it all. My listeners know this. They, they go, we got to tone him down by about 20%, but that's <laughs> how it goes. Uh, my, my listening friend, what we're going to do today in this uh, third hour, what we're going to do is we're going to identify uh, Africa as if you hadn't heard about it already in the other segments of the show. But we want to do a little bit of, di- of a different twist on Africa here and to really look deeply into the, the people mm. that inhabit that uh, continent and see how God is working with them to change their lives from the doldrum, uh, depressed, starving uh, mm. invo- mm-hmm. involvement, their, their mentality All into, are true. In, in, into an environment where they have hope. Yeah. So on this yeah. show, we're going to spend some time, and we're going to divide the show into like four different segments. The first t- part of this, we're going to talk about the problem, uh, Michael, in 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 the, in, the, in the whole nation, in the whole continent of Africa, and uh, then then we're going to exp- a- after the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit about um, is there hope or is there something mm-hmm. to be hoped for? Of course, <laughs> my listening friend, you and I, we and Michael, we know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to ask that question. Amen. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how can hope be realized. And then we're going to give a call to action. You know, one of the things that God does is he stirs our heart and he pours stuff into us. And then he says, this is the way walk therein. Or he Mm. says, pour it out now, as Jesus said, you know, when he was the water pots uh, to to wine. So let's start out, uh, Michael, with with the, the, the problem. You're a man who has, is familiar with the topic, of, if anybody was, and there is a problem in Africa throughout the entire continent. Why don't you uh, 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 put a hand on the pulse of Africa where it is now, and then we're going to talk about maybe some solutions. But for the first few minutes, let's talk about the problem. Well, I, I applaud you for correctly identifying Africa as a continent. A lot Thanks. of people will say the country of Africa, mm-hmm. right? But it's actually a huge continent. 1.3 billion people live here. Chris or Cass, it's a, it is a uh, it's a beautiful place. I visited this place earlier this year. Went to Tanzania and Kenya and some other places. I'll talk about that as we go along. But in um, Bible League, let me tell you, has been a, has had a presence in the world for about eighty years. Yes. God, God, we'll talk about that as we go along uh, as well. Here's the short of it: in Africa, there's no place on earth where Christianity is growing faster than on the continent of Africa. Chris or Cass, when you look at this. This is where Christianity is happening. People yes. are leaving the grips of spiritual darkness. They may still live in material poverty, but they now have embraced spiritual wealth. Why? They're followers of Christ. They're people that don't merely keep their faith to themselves, but they know the gospel is to be shared. Yes. But in the midst of this, it is very, very difficult to provide training and theological books, and to get Bibles, Bibles to the people of Africa, right? And you, and the word you said, Bibles, is really why we're talking today. So we're because, all about. You know, we, there's a lot of good things to say in other books, but when you drill right down, yeah. the truth of God is resident within that book yeah. called the Bible, the Holy Word of God. Here's the short of it. In the 80 years that we've done business, kingdom business in Africa, uh, we have noticed that a very small percentage has a Bible. Now, in 1900, Christian community made yeah. up about 10% of the population, right? There were about 10 million Christians there at that time. Today, it's more than 400 million. And yet, we estimate that only one in 10 Christians has a Bible in his or her own language. So maybe they're a Swahili speaker or a Bemba speaker or Portuguese, number of other languages we'll mention in the course of our time together. That creates a problem when yes. you've got new believers saying, I need to grow in the grace and knowledge sure. of Jesus Christ. The very thing they need is the very thing they cannot obtain. 
you can't go to a Christian bookstore or a discount retailer or have a an online retailer like Amazon yes. ship you a Bible. Why? <laughs> well, because you may live in a country yes. like Ethiopia where uh, the, the Islam population is one-third, yes. and many of those are in the government. They're hostile toward the gospel, Kaz. Yes. And so it's very, very difficult to get a Bible. Or, or it's the remoteness in which you live. Sure. Now, listen, the places that I visited earlier this year, very, very primitive. Yes. I mean, people still live in rondals, huts, native <laughs> uh, mud, mud walls and thatch roofs, right? Many live in isolation. What do I mean by that? They may, be, they may be the only Christian in that village. So for those reasons and others, it's very, very difficult to get a Bible but not impossible, and that's why we're holding Ooh, this campaign like and spending it. this time with you. And it's called Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. Got to love that. You know, I was praying about this show this show, and this segment this hour, and God said, you know, Africa and the whole continent of Africa, but there's also North America, South, South America, and all these different other continents mm-hmm. as well. He said, really, the, the problem of godlessness is the same throughout. Yeah. But the yeah. difference in Africa is they do not have the resources— to take advantages of the promises of God and his presence. You know, in, some, you know, in North America and South America and things like that, there's a level of resources available so that they can more readily have the word of God. In Africa, it's not, so, not the case because a lot of, there are a lot of places, a lot of tribes and a lot of areas there where it's just so remote yeah. that there's, there's no way to, to, to receive God's word, especially in your own language. Are you kidding yeah, you know when I talk about one in ten Christians has yes. a Bible, ninety percent don't. Couldn't one easily say in response to Psalm one nineteen, "How in the world do you hide God's word in your heart?" Yeah, if without, it, without it being there, if you've never even held it in your hands, right? Yeah. So we're addressing that now. Listen, I talk about that number: ten percent have a Bible, yes, ninety percent don't. I also like to share another number. Sure. Here's what it is: Absolutely. it's twelve. It's a multiplier of twelve. What's that mean? After eight decades of ministry all over the world, Latin America, Middle East, uh, Europe, uh, Asia, Africa, Bible League has noticed a trend. When somebody gets a Bible, finally, sometimes after years of praying for one, they're on fire for Christ. They know the gospel's not to be kept to oneself. And so very, very quickly, Kaz, they will impact, on average, a dozen people in their immediate family, their extended family, their villages, their spheres of influence. And so... When we talk about sending a Bible to one evangelical Christian, let's say in the country of Kenya, outside yeah. of Nairobi, they're going to impact about a dozen people very, very quickly. And many of the stories that I'll share in our time together today, I'll share. And these people have taken that newfound faith. They've done a lot with it. In some cases, they've led a hundred people to Christ, right? Yes. The newfound faith <laughs> is there. The excitement is there. But, but you know what the missing piece is? It is the actual Bible. I like it. My, my Michael Woolworth with the Bible League International and this vision of called to Open the Floodgates Bibles for America. You said you have a bunch of stories, and you were said later on in the program. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to allow you to get away with that <laughs> one. We're going to deal with. Give, give me a story yeah, about somebody yeah. who was impacted. You know, who just didn't have the word, and uh, the the whole community right. was. The, in a, in a sad state, and all of a sudden, the Word of God is introduced to that tribe or right. that people group, and how did the Word of God impact these people and that person? Where you worship, Kaz, on Sunday, yes. did somebody burst into the door and drag your pastor out the front and beat him? My, my, my. Hopefully not, no, right? No. But it happened recently, just in the eight weeks in Burundi in Eastern Africa, right? It's a difficult place to live, Kaz. 
80% that live here live in poverty. One in 15 adults lives with HIV AIDS. Very, very prominent. HIV and AIDS are still very, very prominent uh, in Africa. The Hutu and the Tutsi tribes are very, very prominent uh, in Burundi. A man by the name of Nepo, an evangelical pastor, he's preaching from Galatians on this Sunday, right? All of a sudden, a group of 20 militant Sunni Muslims burst through the door of that little church. They make a beeline to the pulpit. They take Nepo. They drag him down the aisle. They take him to the front yard, and they beat him unconscious. Why? One reason. He has been quietly and patiently sharing Christ with Muslims in Burundi. Where are most of these Muslims from? Well, they've got Boko Haram ties, right? Mm -hmm. From places like Malawi and, and Nigeria. They migrate to a place like Burundi. And this man had been faithfully sharing the gospel, okay? And these Sunni Muslims were very, very upset by this, okay? Turns out that he's led 200 Muslims to faith in Christ, okay? Now, when I share that story, here's what comes to mind. Jesus in Matthew 10, 28. Yes. Don't fear those who can only hurt or kill you, right? They can't kill your soul, Jesus says. What's he say? He says, fear God instead. What's What's he mean by that? Love God, obey him, live for him, share him with others. Here's a man, Nepo, an evangelical pastor, in a country where very few people follow Christianity. Yes. He's forsaken comfort yes. and security and safety for the sake of the gospel. He's simply asking us here in America, can you send the word today? Give me some tools that I can use. There you go. All of these people have come through a discipleship project. Kaz, they're not just saying, let me take Jesus and throw him yes. in my, uh, my uh, religious uh, philosophy's uh, tool belt. These are Muslims who have left the grips of radical Islam, and they are embracing Christianity, often being shunned by their families, often being beaten themselves. 200 in this one village, all coming through a man by the name of Nepo, again, that puts security and safety on hold. And he's so humbly asking us. I met this man just Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and he said, Michael, what do we need? We need the Bible in the Karundi language. Yes. So it's the written word. Now, what they were getting from him, you know, the Scripture talks about the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. I like to use an analogy in there that you can call the two edges one thing or another. You can call it the law and the prophets. You can call it different things. In this particular application, I was thinking about this, but the the double-edged sword in this application could be the spoken word that the pastor was giving and also the written word. Good point. Now, now, one of the things, obviously, the val- there's a value in the spoken word because sometimes that's the only way that some of these missionaries have to be able to communicate God's goodness with these tribes. They can communicate by- via the spoken mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a two-edged sword. The other edge of the sword is is the, the written word, the the yeah. uh, uh, logos and the rhema. He, the, the pastor's doing the rhema thing out there because that's the only tool he really has, but the rhema was not meant to be all by itself. The rhema in harmony with the logos, as in the written word, is where the great, great, great power of God can be seen. And what you, this pastor was doing, he was saying, I've, I'm delivering it as best as I can, but another tool that will seal the deal, if you want to talk about, in, in, in this tribe or in this area where I am, is the written word. Can you please, can you please, Bible League International, get me some Bibles uh, in a right. dialect that right. my people can understand? right. right. And how do we do that? Well, listen, (laughs) God's allowed Bible League to be embedded. The relationships are there, Kaz. We simply need the other part of the infrastructure to come together. What is it? It's very, very simple. It is your listeners getting involved today and becoming Bible senders. 
Bible senders. Bible Because I thought you said Bible sinners, and I think that's a, that's a, <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> sinners saved by grace, sending Bibles. Yeah, <laughs> I like. You it. know, as people are blown away that they can send a Bible in the language of Karundi, for example. Come on, for five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. We figured out how to uh, use print on demand, build relationships in these countries, and after eighty years, we fine tuned and retuned ministry as we've needed it. Hey, listen, you can't get a $5 study Bible anywhere here in America, right? And yet for $5, we're saying that those new believers, those former Muslims who were gripped by spiritual darkness, are praying for the Karundi Bible. And we can send it. And and $5 is like just driving past the fast food store just one time. (laughs) And But but the point is is when, when you get a heart for giving and you realize the value that that one Bible can do, how many people can be impacted by that, you go, I can afford more than one. Five bucks. Are you kidding me? Fifty bucks, ten Bibles, uh, hundred bucks, twenty Bibles, and yeah, do the math, right. my friend. It's pretty amazing. We also have friends in another part of the country that have said, we'll double everything. It's real money, Kaz. It's people in another part of the states that have said, Michael, go do kingdom business with the listeners of KPRZ. We'll double everything. So if you my, give a $50 gift, right, not ten Bibles, but 20 Bibles, and then that 12, that multiplier of 12, okay, what's it mean? I'm Horrible at math, so I'm not going to attempt it. But what's you and it I, mean? Brother, give me some. It means some right now one. we have the opportunity to do a lot for the cause of Christ and Hallelujah. affect many in Hallelujah. Africa. Hallelujah! I want to switch gears just a little bit because that's what we do. I want to spend a little bit of time now talking about. We talked about the problem. I think we did a pretty good plow, job in plowing that ground. Now I want to switch gears just a little bit because we're going somewhere. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what is the uh, uh, hope. The, the, the hope that people, you know, it's, it, it's okay if you, you understand that you have a problem, but if you don't have a hope, you know, Scripture says hope deferred makes the heart weak. Yeah. And if you, if you don't have a hope for something, it's hard to have the motivation to move forward. So let's talk a little bit about the hope that God is uh, plowing into these remote areas, uh, that these people know there's something more than yeah. what they've yeah. experienced yeah. every day, every hour of the day. Well, let's take your listeners to Ghana. Ghana's in northwest Africa. It's a hot place, Kaz. The equator's just a few uh, degrees south of uh, Ghana. You might remember back in, I think it's about 97 to about 06, Kofi Annan of Ghana was the U.N. Secretary General. You remember that name? This is a man who's from from Ghana. Uh, Five million Christians live here. About 25% of the population uh, is Muslim. Young man by the name of Atanga is 20, lives in Bolta, Tonga, Ghana lives in spiritual darkness, Kaz. Now, who's his father? Father is a polygamous man, has multiple wives, my, my. sacrifices animals and alcohol to uh, false idols. He brings a Tonga into the mix at about 12 years of age. He says, hey, you, you know, this is the family ritual. You're going to start this. So a Tonga quickly becomes an alcoholic. He has to steal the alcohol to sacrifice to false idols. My, right? my. They're deeply involved in witchcraft and voodoo and animism, animism the belief that there's a spirit in every place and thing, right? So here's a man named Atanga. He's 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 at that time about twenty, about twelve, thirteen years of age. No hope. Cassie's never heard the gospel. Does not know the name of Jesus, right? Um, he's hated by his family. It's a mixed family. Many uh, many uh, mothers, uh, wives to his father. He's got siblings he can't get along with. Basically, wants to end his life. He's out one day. True story. He's out one day. Searching for an animal to sacrifice. Could be a dog, could be sure. a goat, anything, right? To sacrifice. He encounters a man by the name of Kawami. Who's Kawami? 
Kawami is a trained volunteer with Bible <laughs> League who is trained to share Christ yes. where there is deep spiritual darkness. My friends, we're planted all over the earth, all and God the is place. pulling us out. Right. Go ahead. Here's a young man <laughs> wanting to end his life. There's no hope, never heard the gospel. Suddenly encounters somebody that knows all about this. Who was this guy, Kawami? Yeah. Steeped in animism, voodoo, pagan yeah, practices, yeah, yeah. right? God delivered him and set him on a path. He invites this young man to a Bible study. They start one-on-one, uh-huh. right? And then he eventually goes into a group study. After eight weeks of going through Project Philip from Bible League, he comes to place his faith in Jesus Christ. He goes home. His mother sees a transformed young man, right? Yes. He leads his mom to Christ and about 10 siblings. Some of those are half-siblings, the result of his father's polygamist uh, relationships, okay? So he is now a believer. This family, because of the transformation, right, they now have the peace that passes understanding. Now, let me understand. He has a Bible. He has. Or at a, least he has the access to the Word of God. He has access yes. to something called Project Philip. What is that? Yes. Well, you know, Philip the Evangelist yes. in Acts 8, who leads the Ethiopian eunuch to Christ, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. Stumbles upon this guy, right? And the guy says, Gosh, I don't know what I'm reading. Can you explain it to me? <laughs> Philip hops up uh-huh. in the chair and he explains, Hey, this is about Jesus, the suffering servant, the yes, Messiah yes, who's yes. come. And the text tells us that eunuch professes faith and he's baptized. In the spirit of that Philip, we help create Philips all over the world. That's how we encountered Kawami. Yes. Kawami came through Project Philip, knew how to share Christ, had a little tool, a six by nine booklet in the language that is needed in that part of the world, right? Yes. In Ghana. And many of these people have that little booklet until they get a Bible, Cass. Yes. It is the most precious thing sure. they own, right? Sure. What is it? It's the Gospel of it's John. It's the Gospel of John. And it's about an eight-week program. Yes. And they learn how can Jesus be both God and man? What's it mean to die to self? What does it mean when Jesus says, if you want to be great in this kingdom, you learn to be the servant of all? Good, so good. those things and other things help people understand they're going to now follow Jesus alone, That's right? So good. Jesus only, not Jesus in my tool belt of religious <laughs> philosophies, but Jesus alone. Hey, what a great story. But I have to say this. This is a part of the world where it is in, it is difficult, not impossible, to get the Word of God. Yes. And yet it's God to is— To distribute it because it's so tightly controlled by guys that know that the Word of God is such a threat, they could lose— Exactly. Yeah, they right, could lose right. all the peeps. Right. <laughs> Paganism rules the day. Let me share this verse, Colossians 1.13. You, you're asking, where's the hope in all of yes, this, yes. right? Colossians 1.13, he has rescued us or delivered us from the domain of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light of his beloved son. Let me ask you something. You heard the story of a Tonga I just shared. Did he deliver him from darkness? You bet, you right? Bet. This man's steeped, steeped in spiritual yep. darkness, right? Has he brought him into the kingdom of his beloved son, right? Yes. That kingdom of light? Absolutely, and Atanga's doing something with it. His own family has led many, many to Christ. Yes, yes. Now, let me ask you this, listener. Have you been delivered from darkness? Oh, Kaz, I've been delivered from darkness. Yes, yes, yes. It may not be as severe as Atanga, at least seem like it. Michael, I've got a scripture. (laughs) Listen to this, my friend. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You're talking about darkness in Africa, and you want to give them an ability to see things through the brightness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thy word is the answer. And the word of God is the answer. And what's happening in Africa, as people are bold enough to invest a little bit of their bucks to to have Bibles printed and displayed, 
dispersed to these literally dark areas, yeah. this word yeah. comes to pass. Thy word is a light unto my a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah. And so Amen. that's what's going on in these areas. And before we go any further, I think our listeners need to hear this. You say you're not a numbers guy, but here's one that you can handle. One eight hundred yes word. Is that there a pretty go. good number? That is a great number. I'll tell you what, there's a friendly voice waiting. It's about a 90-second call, Cass. We know that people are busy. They're driving. You know, they get to a place where you can safely make a call. But it's about a 90-second call. But think about the eternal difference that a call like that will make. So 800-YES-WORD. And then also there's a banner. It is conveniently located on your website, kprz.com. Just click that Bibles for Africa banner, whether you go online or whether you... Click that and give a Bible. Would you remember something very, very profound? You may not receive, you may not meet those on the receiving end of the Bibles that you send, right? Think about the proximity of San Diego to Ghana, Africa. It may not happen, Kaz. But is it not reasonable that in eternity somebody may track you down exactly. and say, Excuse me, sir. Hey, <laughs> you were, you know, I was on the receiving end of that Bible that you sent. It was you know, in, in your mind, it was, okay, I'll send $100. I'll, yeah. I'll send 20 Bibles. That's no problem. But I was on the receiving end of yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. And I was enabled to live out my faith in Jesus Christ in a very, very difficult <laughs> part of the world, and you had a part in that. And, and you know, we say, but how can, how can somebody know where my investment went? You see, God keeps uh, immaculate records. So, he, I mean, he can keep track of that money that you invested in something like this. Yeah. And in the heavenly, he goes, did you realize where this $100 or this $500, whatever, or $5 or $10 doesn't make any difference? Do you realize what who was impacted here? Come over here into this little area of heaven over here. See this person over here? Yeah, he's a worshiper. He's a praiser. I like him. Well, your obedience impacted him. So he is not only here, yeah. but he has impacted so many more. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, I mean, how remarkable remarkable is that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Here's a, here's a reasonable question, I, and I've been asked this before. If I send Bibles, okay, Mike, Kaz, if I, you're not telling me what to do, but you're asking me to prayerfully consider getting involved with this. If I send a Bible and it fails to accomplish its purpose, have I failed? Hmm. And the answer is no. Absolutely not. You have sent that Bible in Christian love. You've That's done right. it in faith, That's believing right. that God, as he says in Isaiah, my word will go forth, it will accomplish my purpose, it will not return void. You have done this in obedience, but here is the comfort that comes from a very reasonable reasonable question. I like you, Michael. Okay? I like you. Here is, a reason, here, here is a great thing, great comfort. Bible League and KPRZ have worked together for many years. Kaz, this is not the first yeah. time that we've, done and we've come and done kingdom business. Every time we come and I present the needs of Christians, whether it's Africa, Asia, the Middle East, or Latin America— You've responded so generously. I know you do it in Christian love. I know you are grateful for your own Bible. But you also do it again in faith, believing that God will accomplish his purpose. All of these stories that I'm sharing today, they're the result of past campaigns where we've come and we've said, here are the needs. Would you send Bibles in Christian love? People get these. They realize the multiplier of 12. They impact many for the cause of Christ. So the comfort is that we have eight decades of ministry to be able to come and say, have we done it perfectly all the time? No, no but of course. has God always blessed us with his grace? Yes. And have the results been the result of his grace? Absolutely. But again, we're simply praying that the other part of the infrastructure comes together today. <laughs> and that's very, very simple. It's yes. your listeners, Gaz. Yes. Going to the phone and going online. 
We're talking with Michael Woolworth. Uh, he's the Senior Director of Broadcast Media for the Bible League International. And we're talking about a vision that they have called Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. And uh, it was a pleasure to be able to do this. We've extended the show into this extra hour, mm. Come Together San Diego. And let me tell you something, Michael, about San Diego County. Yeah. We are a giving group of people. I know. And uh, as God, when God stirs us, we, we you know, th- there's probably... Um, San Diego County is probably one of the biggest senders out of different people. And it goes beyond one denomination. It's beyond, of course, the the weather has something to do with that, I would suspect. Hurt, so a, lot, <laughs> a lot of pastors and ministries like to uh, find themselves here. But the truth of the matter is th- this group of people within San Diego County, they're givers. But mm-hmm. they're givers because they know that uh, God loves a cheerful giver. And so that that's one of the things that they we do, and that's one of the honors I have working with this uh, Come Together San Diego radio show. People are giving their time like crazy to see unity in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's not hard to make the transition to give a dollar here, or a few dollars there for one thing or another, and see the city, the state, the nation, and the world impacted. I think it's time to give that phone number one more time, Michael. Yeah, 800-YES-WORD. Can you spell out Y-E-S-W-R-D? <laughs> No complicated numbers here, just 1-800-YES-WORD. It's about a 90-second call. We've trained our operators to be very, very quick in getting your information. You can make that gift by way of a debit or credit card or a bank transfer. We'd love to send you some pictures as well. After you've made this gift, let's let a few weeks linger, and then we'd love to send you some pictures of those who are on the receiving end of the Bible. You know, it's the season (laughs) of Easter, and I know, Kaz, that your listeners, they cherish the gospel, right? Oh, the precious gospel. They're grateful for their Bibles. Can you combine those two great blessings and send a Bible to those that are praying for it? Here's what we're doing. Bible League will circle back to Africa in about two months, three months. We want to be able to tell Nepo, that man in Burundi. We want to be able to tell uh, these uh, new believers in Ghana, hey, those Bibles you're needing, the Bibles you're praying for, they're coming. Yes. They're coming. Yes. It reminds me of the song, and I say yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, one of the things my my friends here at uh, Come Together San Diego, I want you to know that God, you know, God's in the thick of these kind of things. And are you listening to this program by accident? <clears throat> I think not. I think God has placed you right here with your ears right where they are. <laughs> look, look, they're on either side of your head. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, what he's done is he's placed you here. He's placed your ear to pay close attention to what's being shared here because as God has a need in one area, he could do. He could just supernaturally do these things. He could supernaturally solve right. all these problems. Right. But there's there's a blessing in the giving, and he says, "I want to bless my people. If they have the mentality to give, uh, it, then it's going to be given to them. Good measure pressed together and running over shall man give unto your bosom." And what he says in the equity of this, you have to be one of the ones who's willing to uh, give to others mm. from your bosom as well, and the whole equity of God works on this compassion one with another. Isn't that amazing, Michael? It is amazing, and only God, right? Only Only God God can put this together. You're not going to find it in a multi-level marketing opportunity, (laughs) right? Maybe something that resembles that, but... This is what God promises it to is, do. It is, it is. You know, I'm going to switch gears again because I, I told my listeners that we're going to do four different segments, and we've talked a little bit about what is the hope now. But da 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 da. We just shouldn't need to do a musical crescendo. Give it to me, <laughs> something like da 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 da. Come on, come on. Da 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 da. See, Woo. 
I, I got him. I, now if he can, now if, if if Michael can do this, Michael Woolworth, are you kidding me? <laughs> he sang in front of the microphone. I'm telling, yeah, but sang the millions. How about that? We're going to talk now a little bit about how that hope can be realized. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about in Titus looking for that blessed hope and that glorious mm-hmm. appearing mm-hmm. of the great God and our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So when you when you have that blessed hope. It changes your whole life and lifestyle, doesn't it? And when these people, when they're, they've heard the rhema word from the pastors and the, and the evangelists that have that, but they don't have the equity or the resources to give the logos word, when you give them those tools to be able to do that, it, it, it brightens their, the Africans' eyes and they go, there is hope and I've read about it, I've yeah. heard about it, yeah. and it changes their life. But you know, there's something about relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is catching. <laughs> it yeah. is catching, and all of a sudden, Absolutely. one person's enthusiasm and confidence in God multiplies. So there is a hope that can be realized, mm-hmm. and that hope is in the gospel, and oftentimes, my friend, that gospel is in the written word. Michael? Well, let me take your listeners to uh, Madagascar. What I'm trying to do in these stories is not merely to entertain and inspire, but it really is to give you a glimpse into what life is like for a Christian in a place like Madagascar, the rain forest island nation uh, in in Africa. Uh, About 25 million people live here, Uh, Kaz. If you remember, DreamWorks, the animation company, created a series of movies about Madagascar. We were all introduced to this island nation. I might sing some of the songs, so you better shut me up fast. Four stranded animals uh, here on Madagascar. But anyway, it's the fourth largest island nation in the world. There's about 15,000 rainforest villages. 70% of those who live here live on about a dollar a day. If you've Follow the news. You may know that earlier this year, a tropical cyclone, Ava, hit, killing uh, dozens and my, displacing my. a quarter of a million. Ancestral worship, witchcraft, people consulting what they call makers of days here. Kaz, it rules the day. Superstition is quite steep. Let me just say this. Madagascar, it is, it is remote, it's primitive, and it's dark. But let me tell you the story about a woman by the name of Lally. L-A- Lally. L-A-L-L-Y. I like Lally. Lally. I met Lally. Lives about 300 kilometers, about 180 miles from the capital in the northeast part of this, uh, this island nation. Who is she? She is a widow, five kids, right? A witch doctor. She's the village witch doctor. My. The Malagasy people come to her. They want spiritual guidance. They want healing. Nobody counters those claims because, hey, the gospel has never come to this village. They've never heard about Jesus. But here's Lally. 40 widowed, five kids, scrapes by selling rice cakes, coffee and tea, and she is the village witch doctor. Now, after her di- after her husband passed away, things got dire. She prostituted herself. I mean, this is a difficult My. story to tell, Kaz. She con- uh, conceived two children from men she didn't know. Okay, here's a woman who's living in a dark existence, right? My, yes. I mean, just in those few details I've, I've told you, Lally was in spiritual darkness. In 2017... About a year and a half ago, a man by the name of Hobie came to the village, right? It's a remote place. The closest village is a two-day walk, right? Hobie. Hobie is trained to share the gospel. Hobie is a former witch doctor. Is that right? His last name wasn't Cat, was it? Hobie Cat? It wasn't Hobie Cat. It's a different Hobie. (laughs) Presents the gospel to Lally. Guess what? It sticks. It sticks? Yes. She's, She's going from from spiritual confusion to having the peace that passes all understanding. Gotta love it. Now listen, the story doesn't end there. Kaz, in the spirit of Luke 19, Zacchaeus, you remember yes, when yes, Jesus yes, yes. 
came and Zacchaeus went up the sycamore tree and <laughs> yes. Jesus said, I'm coming to your mm-hmm. house today. And then in beautiful repentance, what does Zacchaeus do? He goes mm-hmm. and he finds people yes. that he's wronged. Yes. And he make th- makes things right. Yes, yes. Lally says, I have, my goodness, I have misled hundreds and hundreds of people. She begins to track down each one of those and she urges them to follow Christ. Okay? Yes. She has this, um, it is an intolerable burden, Kaz, okay, to point people to the exactly. light, to Jesus Christ, right? Yes. Right? She's gone through our Project Philip study. About 50 families have come through that study. So, Two, yeah. 200 people. name again? L- Lally. Lally. L-A-L-L-Y. Whew. Has led 200 people to Christ, all because she went around and she had to tell them about her new Manatina. What is that? It's hope in the Malagasy language, right? Yes. So God worked through a man named Hobie, brought him from the grips <laughs> of spiritual darkness, sent him into a village that had never heard the gospel for, before, had never heard the name of Jesus. He ministered to a woman by the name of Lally, exposed the folly of witchcraft, introduced her to the great lover of her soul. 200 people have come to Christ. Yes. All right. And where does the word of God fit into this? Where does the word of God fit into this? Yes, the written right? word. The mm-hmm. written word is that they can't access the Bible in yes. Madagascar, right? We need to get them the yes. very thing they need to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus so Christ. So they have the piece of the puzzle, but they don't have the sealing piece, the right. word of God. Here's the other reason why they want the Bibles, Kaz. They are so eager mm. to take the gospel to the next village. It's a two-day walk. Oh, my. Right? Now, let me ask you something. Where you worship, <laughs> is everyone there clawing for Bibles? Why? Because we've got to take Ooh, the gospel to the next village. Michael, Listen, on. don't answer that. All right. <laughs> but let me tell you, <laughs> this is what God is doing in Madagascar, Africa. And this man, Hobie, and this woman, Lally, and these Christians there, our brothers and sisters, part of our, our spiritual family, are asking for the Word of God in the Malagasy yes. language. Yes. And we can send it. You know, one of the things that when you started telling that story, I'm going, this sounds a lot like uh, Saul of Tarsus ha- having no. stuff going on. No. And then all of a sudden, Jesus meets with him, yeah. and he is the greatest proclaimer of the word, but he was also one of the greatest authors of the word. And one of the things that I think is happening here in in, in remote areas, but also in San Diego County, is somebody uh, that has been kind of awry and not going the right direction. God breathes on them, changes their life. They introduce them not only to to Jesus Christ, but the word of Jesus Christ embedded in his scripture, and it transforms their life, and they are responsible for bringing many to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's exactly the same kind of thing that not only happened in the book of Acts chapter 2, but it's the same thing that happened in Madagascar. Come on, are you kidding me? I think it's time for another phone number there, buddy boy. Yeah, hopefully this is something you're saying, hey, look, I've got to get involved with this. It's the season of Easter in grateful response to what God has done in your own life, the Joy of having your own Bible. Would you send That's a word enough. today? Would you send the Word of God in the Malagasy language to Madagascar? It's a, Kaz, it's a half a world away. It is. Most of us won't get there. We won't see those on the receiving end of the Bibles. But, Kaz, I've been there. I've given Bibles out to new believers. I see the joy it comes. Uh, that comes. It shames me. <laughs> All right? Like, I gotta, I've got to give thanks for my Bible. What a joy to have I know. that. We take it so for granted, don't we? All it takes is $5 to send a Bible my in my. the language of the receiver. Would you call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. And then we've got a Africa banner on the website at KPRZ. Just click that, and, you know, we've got a big goal. It's to send Bibles to 1,800 Christians in Africa. 
Kaz, plain and simple, we're not going to solve this problem for yeah. every Christian in Africa without a Bible, but we have determined as two ministries, Bible League and K-Praise, to solve this for 1,800 Christians. Every call, every click is getting us a Bible closer. We're talking with Michael uh, Woolworth. He's the uh, senior, senior director of broadcast media. Can you tell he's a broadcaster? I mean, please, <laughs> with the Bible League International, and they have this vision called Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. Can I, can I say the number one more time? Please, Michael, please. 800-YES-WORD. No, can I say it? Can you, of course you can. Come yes. on. Watch this. Watch how I do this, my friend. <clears throat> and that phone number is <laughs> 1-800-YES-WORD. Operators are standing by. Yeah, right? They were until they heard that. They probably go. Call now. We'll slash the price in half. Anyway, well, you know, you're talking. You're teasing around about slashing the price in half. But what the truth <laughs> is, instead of slicing the, the the price in half, you're doubling the right, value right. of this. Talk a little bit about how you we're doubling the value of this. There are friends of Bible League in another part of the country, Kaz, and they've said, Michael, go do kingdom business with the listeners of KPRZ. When it's all said and done, we'll double everything. Why do they do that? Well, first of all, they love the Lord, Yes, and they have an intolerable burden to see his gospel go forth. But they also know the generosity of listeners here. And what a joy to say, hey, when we reach our goal of 1,800 Bibles, that will be doubled to 3,600. And when you think about the multiplier effect, again, this number 12, that we have noticed over eight decades of ministry is a trend. What is it? When people finally get that Bible, believers finally get that Word of God in their own language at a level they can understand, they're on fire for Christ and the impact, on average, at least a dozen people very, very quickly. Now, I've just shared a few stories where it's been... It's been 20 people, it's been 50 people, it's been 200 people. So uh, we know that number is simply a starting point. But uh, we want to take advantage of this. Will this match be available next week? I I don't know. It may be. But please, don't let the weekend get by, go by without picking up the phone or going online and making this call and being a blessing to those Christians right now that are crying out for the Word of God. Uh, Kaz, as I said, Bible League is gearing up for the next few months of ministry. We want to circle back to these believers in Madagascar and say, Lally and Hobie, those yes, yes. Bibles you need, those Bibles you've been craving and praying for, they're on their way. And that number is, see, he's not going to be able to Take stop. Take it away. <laughs> and that number is 1-800-YES-WORD. Excuse me for teasing around, my friend. You know, that's what we do <laughs> around here. But the truth of the matter is, you can have fun when you're changing lives with the gospel. Well, and Kaz, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate being able to come to San Diego and engage with people like you that... Again, you could stand to be a little more excited about the yeah, subject matter here. I but, apologize. I've been but, kind of um, This depressed. is fun. It's, it's serious <laughs> at the same time because we know there is a battle for the spiritually hungry. But these are our spiritual, this is our spiritual yes, family. Cast. Exactly. Uh, half a world away, asking us very, very humbly, can we send that word? But yeah, what a, one, what a wonderful time uh, we're having here. And, um, and again, I hope these uh, stories really, really don't merely entertain you, but inform you. Are you going to pick up the morning paper and find out that Muslims in Burundi are coming to faith in Christ in unprecedented numbers? Absolutely not. You're not going to you're not going to read that on the front page of the San yes. Diego yeah. paper tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. right? But that's why this radio time is so valuable. We're giving your listeners that glimpse yes. into what God is doing and giving them the invitation to be involved. I wonder, you know, so here's a challenge, my friend, if, if Entrust God. God's the one that's whispering in your ear. He may be using our lips to do that. But trust him and just do this purpose in your heart whatever you tell me to do god i'm just going to do it and you just pray about it if he says nothing then don't do anything but if he's tweaking your heart and saying 
why don't you do this and let me do that and let me let me encourage your heart after you do that saying here's what I've done as a result of your mm. obedience just mm. see what he does yeah. you know this we're not talking about a dead got dead dead uh, savior we're talking about a risen savior who causes you to be risen you know and and, and living Amen. the resurrected life so you've got the direct line to him whispering in your ear and you've got the direct line with him saying uh, write that check or make, make that commitment. And then I will confirm that in, by my spirit in your heart when you do that. Mm-hmm. And he may even give you a little glimpse of how it's impacting a specific people or people group. I mean, I mean, God's God, he's big. <laughs> you know, we've gone to a point where I want to switch gears one more time, yep. one more time. I want to, I, I want to talk just a little bit about the next, the last segment here as we draw this uh, program to a close. Great. My friend, you know, because you've been walking with us for this whole hour, we talked a little bit about the problem. We talked a little bit about uh, what is the hope, and then we talked a lot about what the hope is, is and how it's being realized. Now it's time for what is known as the call mm-hmm. to action. Mm-hmm. You know, we've spent some time plowing in what God has been saying and giving you illustrations in, in, you know, in the Scripture. And I, I love Michael because he, he's willing to give a Scripture or a parable at a moment's notice. And then he has the character of the Lord Jesus Christ because when Jesus was ministering on the earth, when the, the Bible says when he was ministering to people, he ministered in parables, mm-hmm. in, in, in analogies and and. and pictures like that like Michael is is issuing right here because I'll tell you what it's easier when you can actually in your mind's eye and in your inner heart see that person who is downcast in Africa who 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 may not know not only where the next meal is coming from but knowing that there might be somebody around who wants to persecute Mm -hmm. them or somebody Mm -hmm. who has some ill favor against them and when you when you when you can communicate this in a parable and actually see that yeah. it helps you yeah. move forward in this. So we're, we're talking about call to action now, but before we get really into the call to action, because we've got, you know, a few minutes left in this show, I want you to paint one more word picture sure. Sure. about a person sure. or people group who has been impacted by the written word of God in their community and their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kaz, it's great to be here and I appreciate your passion for the gospel. And I'm I've got you. I'm glad you're listening. You've got listeners that don't merely tune in, but they they yeah, respond. So we appreciate that. The phones are uh, very very active, and, and we're so grateful for that. I met a man by the name of Cademan in Uganda, Africa. Uh, this is home to uh, Lake Victoria. It's one of the great African lakes. Beautiful place. Wow. Okay. I remember the. I've seen pictures. The yeah, the African red soil. Gorgeous, yeah, it? it is. It is absolutely <laughs> okay. Uh, this was an outdoor worship service. It lasted three hours long. Okay. It was very very hot. It happened under the, uh, the the shade of an African blackwood tree, not not a bricks and mortar building like at the corner of First and Main you'd find <laughs> here in, in San Diego, right? And some of the Christians, Kaz, had walked ninety minutes each way to be a part of that service. Okay, wow. the preaching was solid, the worship was was vibrant. They had jimba drum and uh, some other instruments that that you'd, that you'd recognize. And after that service, I saw Cademan hunched over a table in the back. Okay. 800 Christians part of this service, most of them new Christians, had left paganism and Islam and other isms that plague Africa, all right? So Cademan has an old dilapidated Swahili Bible open. Now, oh I, don't, I don't speak Swahili. Oh, oh come on. So I an on, you were well-versed. So an onlooker was able to say <laughs> he's writing from Galatians. Of course, that was the text oh of the sermon that morning, right? My, my. The preacher, uh, being uh, considerate of us Westerners that were there, did a little bit in Swahili, a little bit in English, right? So he was writing something from Galatians. He had a lined piece of paper, and he had a thick pencil, Kaz, and the, the pencil reminded me 
of the pencil that my daughter used when she was in first grade learning to write, right? <laughs> and you have Line to, piece you have of to paper. Use two hands to write. There you go. <laughs> Line piece of paper yes. and a thick pencil. And the man has a look of determination on his face. What is he doing? He is writing down a few verses simply to take into mm. his week so he can grow in the grace oh and knowledge of Jesus. So Speaking a look of, the of power determination. Of the word, I mean, really, he's got to inscribe that using a big old honker pencil. Right. How wonderful right. would it be to actually have one imprinted on their behalf? And then his face turns what? To sadness. Why? He has to close that Bible, hand it back to its rightful owner, who is among about 5% of that population, to have a Bible. It's that, it's, the, the situation is that dire, yes. right? Now, in that moment, I thought to myself, this can't just be a, a pleasant memory. I've got to do something with this. Yes, my and God. as I look at Cademan, this, this Christian who had never read a single verse in his own Bible because he did not own one, I thought, this is a man desperate for God. Yes. He is desperate for God that he wanted to scribble a few verses down in the moments that he had time to, to take into his week. I thought, that's a man desperate for God. Secondly, I was convicted. I thought, I've never rejoiced over having my own Bible. I've got 14, 15 Bibles at home. Yes, some yes. are newer, some are older, some I've collected from yard sales. They've been given to me by loved ones, but I never rejoiced over having my own Bible. And then thirdly, I was challenged. I thought, yes. I've got to take that message back to the States. And everywhere I travel, Kaz, and as I engage with, with Christians, whether we can speak one language or through a translator, I make a promise yes. that I will take their message, their plea for Bibles, so good, back Michael. to the American radio public, and I will, I, I will not let the message fall on deaf ears. Now, let me ask you something. Are you thankful for your Bible? Hopefully the time together today, yes. Kaz, has opened your eyes to the fact that if you have a Bible in your own language, you have a luxury that most Christians don't have. Are you desperate for God, scribbling down a few verses, just like Cademan did, simply to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus that week? He is among most in that congregation not to have a Bible. He is among millions of Christians right now in Africa without the Word of God in his own language. Kaz, right in front of me, I have a Swahili Bible. It's a basic cover. This is not a Yes. Extravagant really. Bible by any means. It's not leather or anything. Yes. It's got some maps in the back. All right. I opened this thing up. I couldn't find John 316 <clears throat> in here. Why? I don't speak Swahili. <laughs> right? Oh, my. It means nothing to me in that regard. But to somebody like Cademan and those millions of Christians yes. right now in Africa without the Word of God, they would give anything. Yes, literally. For what I'm yes, holding indeed. in my left hand. Wow, right? Wow, wow. And your listeners can send it today. Exactly. Okay, well, this is called the segment called Called to Action. So mm. go ahead, go ahead. But don't don't give the phone number. Let me say it once in a while, okay? <laughs> hey, so, good come on, good communicator. I'm gonna let you say that. Let me say this. Good communicators like you, Kaz, and you're great at what you do, will remind us to, to restate the need. What is it? In Africa, for some reason, in God's sovereignty, he allows his church to exist where they simply cannot access the word of God. It's yes. not impossible. But it's very, very difficult. One in ten Christians, 10% of the evangelical community on the continent of Africa have a Bible. Others do not. Okay, that is, that is the fact. When a person gets a Bible in their own language at a level they can understand, sometimes they may have prayed years for that Bible. As it relates to their relationship with Bible League, they've come through a discipleship project. They have learned who Jesus is, what the gospel's all about. They have endeavor to follow him and him alone, yes, right? Yes, yes, And they impact many, many people for Christ. Now, is that happening here in America? You know, sadly, Barnum Research has revealed church growth in America. It's stunted. 
mm-hmm. our prayer is that that changes quickly, right? Yes. This is where we live and worship and all of those things, right? Yes. But the gospel is going forth yes, in Michael. Africa like Ooh. never before. And Michael as I Ooh. travel, <laughs> as I travel these yes. places, right? The one thing I hear is not for an end to the persecution, not for an end to the poverty, not for an end to the remoteness and any other things I've talked about today. It is for the word of God. Yes, 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 yes. And all it takes is $5. Yes. Kaz, we've got, a, we've got listeners, we've got uh, friends in another part of the country that say we will double everything that those KPRZ listeners will give. We've got a goal. It's to bless 1,800 Christians in Africa with the Word of God. We're not going to solve the problem no, for everybody, but we have determined as two ministries to solve it for 1,800 Christians. $5 will send a Bible. I guess the only question is, how many will you send today? That's and right. I'm going to let you, brother, give the number. Well, the phone <laughs> Don't drop the ball here, man. I know it's a big pressure. 1-800-YES-WORD. Yeah, and very briefly, tell a little bit about uh, what the investments, the, the Bibles that can be gleaned as a result of certain dollar investments, because we only have like a minute and a half. And I'll tell you what, visiting with Michael Woolworth, I suddenly love this guy. I love the vision that they have for the Bible uh, League International. And I love the vision of Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa. So why don't you uh, give, give kind of the numerology? <clears throat> you love numbers so much, as you said, yeah, five, uh, what this looks like. Five dollars will send a Bible. Swahili, Bimba, Portuguese, okay. any of the languages we've talked about today. Five dollars sends a Bible. If you've never given before, would you consider a gift of $35? That's Bibles to seven Christians. $100 would send Bibles to 20 Christians. Okay, we'll double that. Because of this limited time match, every call, every click is getting us a Bible closer to our shared goal. What is it? It's 1,800 Bibles. Kaz, we've got a long way to go. We need to wrap this campaign up in about a week or so. Yes. It is the season of Easter. I know in grateful response to how precious the gospel is to you and to your family, in grateful response to having your own Bible, something you can open every morning, gain direction and comfort. You can use it to share Christ with others. This is the very thing that our friends in Africa are asking for. Kaz, we're not here asking for clean water, food, or shelter. Those are very, very important causes. But it is the Word of God that changes lives. We're seeing it and what it's doing in Africa. And your listeners can be involved in this. That's right. Oh, do I get to give the number again? Would you give the number, Kaz? (laughs) Uh, But here's the good thing about this, because we're teasing around a little bit. You're going to be going to sleep, and you're going to go, (laughs) 1-800-YES-WORD, 1-800-YES-WORD, 1-800-YES-WORD. And in the middle of the night, God's going to say, well, you've got it. Now use it. (laughs) And here's what the funny thing about that is, if you've got it, use it. Here's what happens is the Bible, if they've got it, they will use it. Yeah, absolutely. Who? Absolutely. M- Michael, I can't tell you what a joy it has been with you. Michael Woolworth, the Bible League International, mm-hmm. with the vision about bringing the Word of God to people, people groups in their proper dialect, in, the, in their proper language. Oh, remarkable. And God's doing a big work. But you know something, my listening friend, that work has to be expedited by the obedient servant. Mm-hmm. And that's you and I. So, oh, let me just say that phone number one more time before we go, please. 1-800-YES-WORD, 1-800-YES-WORD. I kidded because I said it more than once. My listening friend, we're com- coming to an end of Come Together San Diego. Michael, I tell you, what a, what a fun time we had, Michael Woolworth. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, we, we've enjoyed it as well. But you know something, in this radio show, we were given a bonus hour, and I'll tell you something, we mm-hmm. spent most of the time in this broadcast talking about Africa. So we, we hope that you enjoyed this broadcast. Glean from this uh, because you'll be able to l- listen to it over and over and over again. And we want you to know that God loves you, and we're honored that you are part of Come Together San Diego, and we'll see you next time. I like to say this, Michael, same time, same <laughs> station. 
Michael Woolworth, thanks for joining us. And this has come together, San Diego. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.